Hey Sky Ferris and welcome to AFACAST, the Caldron Overlords channel and podcast. Today on the show we are interviewing one of the founding members of the Caldron Overlords Gel Drag, Mr. Tom Lyons. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Hello, friends. <laughs> be on show. If you do your catchphrase. Of course, <laughs> of course. And you spoiled things for me recently, Tom, because I was going to make some sort of joke about how you haven't been on Warhammer Weekly for ages, and then we managed to snag you into the Vince, but then you went you went back on. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I, I, it was, it felt like the right time because then I could yeah. spruik, spruik Aethercast. You know, I could. Yeah. Um, it, it just felt like it was the right time to to make things happen. Yeah, I can't really complain if, you, if you're uh, yeah, giving us a boost on the show. So, uh, yeah, but it uh, ruined my joke. But uh, I don't know. I was trying yeah. to think of a good one anyway. <laughs> Saves us and, some time. Yeah. And, uh, of course, helping me interview Tom tonight is my ever-faithful avatar of Grombindle, Duarte Max, Max Bowman. Hello, everyone. Glad to be back. Good to have you. Um, and we will be without Cron tonight because time zones are rubbish. And it's like <laughs> half, half four in the morning for him. Um, yeah. But we might have Matt join us in a little while. Yeah. <laughs> he's pruning some trees, but he'll be here maybe later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's out tending the Garden of Noble. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so I could normally at this point in the show, Tom, I would get people to explain who they are. Because in case people don't know who they are, but I'd imagine people know who you are. So well, I, I mean, uh, I I'm Tom Lyons. Uh, I have uh, I've been with in AOS since back before it was AOS. Uh, I was playing fantasy. I actually joined into Warhammer Fantasy like right as the end time started. So it was a great time to get into the game that's dying. Um, <laughs> but uh, we uh, shortly after um, that. Vince and I, um, one of my dear friends from childhood, said, hey, uh, I've been watching the show Warhammer Weekly. It stopped, um, and they're okay with me continuing it on. Do you want to, like, do it, you know, as kind of the new player? And I was like, yeah, sure, that'd be great. Um, and that was uh, six years ago. And so wow. now here we are. Um, we've uh, been through all the ups and downs of AOS, and it's been a joy. It's been a joy. So uh, our show is Warhammer Weekly for those that don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sure everybody knows what it is. If you don't know, what are yeah. you even doing? Although I've already learned something new because I just assumed that you guys started Warhammer Weekly. I didn't know you continued it on from something else. We did. There was a there was a pretty lively YouTube community, and when Vince got back in, like I got back in painting because I was we were playing more time and he he had some local friends that got back into Warhammer tabletop and but he didn't have a lot of people and so he was watching a lot of content producers online during for Warhammer fantasy and they really inspired him and and for Vince like he wanted to continue that so um, and we uh, you know we were very fortunate to be able to get in in AOS and we were one of the only channels one of the only content producers that actually continued on into AOS from Warhammer fantasy and so we got to be a part of things from the beginning. Cool. Well, I mean, it's been for everyone else's benefit as well, because, you know, Absolutely. a weekly show to tune into is always fun. So, uh, yeah. And we well, try. Weekly plus, you know, specials for releases and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, much to the chagrin of my wife. Yes. <laughs> okay, and uh, you've also been a long-time Cowdron Overlords player. Got him right at the beginning. 
Uh, I did. It's funny. I did. For those that uh, are longtime watchers of the show, they'll remember I, I was I. We did a budget a year of like budget armies because when all the all the fantasy stuff was on sale because everybody was liquidating, mm-hmm. a bunch of us did like a like a slow grow league, and I decided to do uh, dwarves, Jordan, mm-hmm. and so um, I had a bunch of dispossessed, and I bought a bunch like for like two hundred bucks, I bought like the equivalent of like five thousand points um, of dwarves. It was amazing. Uh-huh. But I kept like I, I I kept wanting to have more like I wanted the skyships that were on all the art, and I kept beating that drum, and then KO dropped, and I was like, oh, this isn't exactly what I was wanting. There's like no hair and no beards, and <laughs> and then that's when uh, I was a big fan of the old uh, Dogs of War army, and so then like the muse hit, you know, it hit me, and I went, oh, I'll do an updated version of Long Drawn Slayers which were these pirate slayers with KO. And that's how the idea came about to do, you know, kind of the distinctive fire slayer KO merging. And now like, it's actually a thing, you know, where like you can do it feasibly in, uh, in Brock the Ring. Yeah. So. And it's, uh, well, you've done an amazing job on the army as well. I mean, it, you can go, to, we've got one of the pictures on screen here, but if you want to see more, you can go check them out on uh, TGA, the, the Grand Alliance forums. We've uh, got a series of posts on there with you know all the pictures and stuff, all the cool conversions and your display board and stuff. Yeah, I was about to add. It's not just the army; it's the display board as well. That's awesome. Yeah, it uh, that um, I originally made that display board. Vince and I did for a teams event, one of our Havoc events. Um, uh, and what that means is that I bought and built almost all of it, or basically all of it, and then painted a bunch, and then went Vince. You, you need to do some work, man. And so the both of us kind of went together and, and I went up for a couple weekends and we worked on it and stuff like that. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And so it's been this kind of distinctive army that I've gotten to play and I, I've played it as fire slayer or I've played it as pure KO. I've mixed in, uh, and done a generic order. Functionally it was cities of Sigmar before there were cities of Sigmar. I ran it as that, uh, Tempest side and oh. later. And then I ran fi- just a pure fire slayers with KO allies and then now I'm back to pure uh, uh, KO again. So yeah, yeah, I remember uh, actually talking about on this show probably years ago now uh, about you playing uh, Cities Tempest Eye, you know, mixing mm-hmm. in I think you had big units of Arkanauts and stuff, and big units of Longbeards. Probably, I yeah, it was that. great. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was funny. Like I, uh, the year I took that to Adepticon, I took sixth. Uh, I think that year, that sounds right. Um, with a mixed order, like it was before cities even existed. It was just a mm-hmm. mixed order army with just very efficient units. Is basically mm-hmm. all it was. Um, and uh, of KO of uh, dispossessed and yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Um, it's funny. Uh, I was here through all the ups and downs of the fires. So when I bought this army, like I went all in. I bought like, I had like 10 boxes of Thunderers. I had like, you know, a hundred or I had 90 Arco, had all the ships, all the heroes. I, like I went in with everything, started building, painting. And I remember getting my first unit of 10 Thunderers done. Um, they were 10 uh, cannon Thunderers back when you could do that. And then literally one day later, the the GHB leaks with the new Thunder War Scroll where you could only do one cannon per per five. And I was very upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. 
<laughs> Hold, holding I, a grudge yeah. like only a uh, a true Duerden can do. Yeah. I got away with that a little bit because I bought the bits but not put them together yet. So they, mm. those bits I bought just become uh, skyhooks. And of course, eventually <laughs> they got wasted as well. <laughs> yes, yes. Yep. You can't have enough. Yeah, I did the skyhook thing um, because I did all of my skyhooks were converted as well. I used the, the Iron Drake cannons. Yeah, that's mm. what I had. They were going to yeah. be A for cannons. And then they had sky uh, sky tits <laughs> in the end to be sky hooks, but uh, yep, yeah. yep, got some use out of them at least. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So say, like, I love the army. Uh, at the end of the day, um, it's been it's been a go to for me, and I've loved expanding on. Like, I I wish I'd, I I would have if I was thinking I would have gotten a picture. Like, I have a huge shelf of just all my Duerden and like, I, I mean, I probably have two to 300 models painted now between my KO and my fire slayers and, and everything. And I still have a lot more, like, um, I don't know if you can see, like, um, here's my new gun hauler that I'm working on. Oh, that's nice. Well, that's, that's a total Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it is not no regulation problem, height. Yeah, it's not regulation height. Oh, come on now. So, uh, I so I actually pay attention to like what standard line of like height is, so that I can measure from those spots and determine line of sight. Because obviously, like I'm not going to use this for full line of sight. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that I'm working on that I haven't revealed anywhere, but I'll reveal on this show. Exclusive. Oh, it's broken. It's not fully glued. It's not fully glued. So it is my. It is my uh, frigate for my Bugman. So I have a, a custom converted Bugman's unit mm -hmm. um, that is uh, my 10 mixed weapon Thunderers that are all like have special brew packs and stuff like that. And so I wanted them to have their own kind of rum runner ship. Yeah. And so this is my frigate for them. You can see it has the, uh, the Bugman's uh, yeah. tanking on the back, uh, a nice set of uh, organ gun on the front. I love the organ gun. I'm going to uh, Shameless. No, you're all good. And then it's docking <laughs> right now at a rum station. Sorry, that piece isn't hooked on. It's docking at a rum station. You can see, and down yeah. here, I have a little a bunch of burial barrels, and I have a little hatch door that'll uh, be attached and everything once I get everything put together and glued. Uh, and you have so the little battle for the pass uh, dwarf helmet on the shovel. Yep, yep, yep. I have yeah down here. You're seeing, and then I have some bombs, and then some of the uh, old uh, gut, like the gun rack yeah, stuff. Yeah, the cannon. Yeah, yep. And on on these uh, set pieces, I don't know if you can see this. Like I convert all of the text, so I scrape all the other symbols off, and we get like, let's see if I can get it to focus. We get like Bugman symbol here, and on the piece that fell down, I use all of the bucklers to have all the dwarven symbols. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a labor of love. It's a project. It looks like uh, fun to transport. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, um, I uh, it will be, but I have I have a bunch of tall, uh, storage things, anyways, and I do I don't fly to any of my events. I can drive to all of them where because where I'm at in the Midwest, I can basically hit everything but the West Coast. Um, so uh, I don't have to worry about you know transporting on planes. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, cool. Well, that was uh, a nice surprise. I wasn't expecting to see <laughs> lots of really cool models. So that was nice. Uh, no cool. Uh, well, let's very briefly go through the news before we uh, uh, start talking about your list and stuff. Um, <laughs> so for people that watched the last show, if you remember, we talked about these FAQs. Uh, yeah, these ones got removed. So ignore them. <laughs> they don't exist anymore. 
these films about uh, wards and mm. bodyguards, um, and then they've replaced them. So they've actually rewritten the wards text. Uh, keeping on there is it doesn't specifically say the very precise timing before now. It says like mm. it's usually um, done beforehand. So it's uh, more of a catch-all wording. And then they've given us two new uh, FAQ questions. Uh, mm. So the first one is basically a, a limit to um, how many times that a, a walk can be, a dice roll could be used, essentially. And it's clarifying that certain types of bodyguard rules um, basically can't be used um, after a, a ward. So, but the examples they use are mm. ones that do say that you negate the wound and then basically do a new wound. They don't use examples for ones uh, where it says mm. something like the Admiral's one, where it's uh, right. you uh, allocate the, the wound to another unit instead. So it's like mm -hmm. transferring the same wound. So rules as written, currently there's two different types of bodyguard rules now, essentially. Right. Uh, maybe as intended, because it's probably not meant to be like that. Uh, the previous FAQ indicated that it wasn't kind of meant to be two different ones, but then mm -hmm. they removed that one. So, you know, you have to kind of assume they've removed it for a reason. Um so yeah back to having two different types of bodyguard rules uh so check the wordings on those and lastly uh they've sort of clarified also the ones uh abilities that are like ward roles that do something else mm -hmm. uh basically like the splashback mortal wounds um some ought to just do it always to always and some do it on you know like it it negates the wound on a four plus and then it does a mortal wound on a six uh, back to the um, original unit. Some, you know, it's always on the same same role. Uh, but it's basically clarified that those can't be warded as well. So, uh, interesting limit there. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not sure there's much more to add about these. From, from a KO perspective, it doesn't make a huge amount of difference. Yeah, I don't know. I'm real mixed on this. I gotta be honest. <laughs> uh, because I like that it's not stacking. My challenge, though, is is that there's just so many questions now around what wounds can't be negated. Mm. Yeah, because if you took it strictly, then there'd be loads of things that can't be negated anymore. Right. Like, you know, one thing that Vince trotted out yesterday was um, the shield mortal wound kickback from Daughters of Cain. Mm hmm is that because it's it's just uh it's just an ability that triggers an effect that forces a mortal wound back mm -hmm. so like, even though it's not like a ward save it's something that like triggers a mortal wound based on a an effect so it meets the criteria here mm -hmm. mortals from uh witch elf shields can't be negated anymore mm -hmm. yeah that that makes me really uncomfortable so yeah I think, I mean, you kind of have to just look for the fact if it actually says anywhere in the rule the word negate. Yeah. And then that's probably what we go by. Unless yeah. they make it clearer that it's more about the intent. 
Um, because it's the same, the same. That's the thing with the bodyguard thing is whether it's just negate or not. But right. they haven't codified that somewhere. They're codified it somewhere that negating a wound is a certain process where mm-hmm. it doesn't get allocated to a unit in the end. Then you other all the bodyguard rules would count. Right. Um, right. And so yes, yeah, you know some splashback things. They stop a wound being allocated, and then they also do damage. Some just purely do damage. And currently, rules is written, the ones that purely do damage back wouldn't count for this, but are they intended to count for this? Yeah, It's a great question, and yeah. who knows? I mean, I can kind of see the reasoning behind it, because you wouldn't want to have a process where two units both have splashback abilities. <laughs> and then you keep going in a cycle. You keep going back and forth. Yeah. yeah, until eventually people aren't making the four pluses or whatever. <laughs> yeah, because that would just assist a lot of rolling for not much happening, which is annoying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they. it would have been nicer if they probably left the bodyguard rule in. Right. Um, and yeah, and this this second one, this new one about the uh, the splashback stuff is just, yeah, it's, it's, it's opened up more questions. Which a lot of navigators normally do. Um, in other news, Stormcasts are coming, and so are the Swampy Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, are you interested in any of them, Tom? I like what I've seen. I'll say that. <laughs> that's a very that's a very guarded <laughs> statement, but yeah. one that I'll say I, I like what I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen a huge amount, really. I mean, by this point, we would have expected to see more normally. Mm-hmm. The uh, the leaks are watertight at the moment. Uh, at, uh, at the moment, most of the <laughs> leaks are watertight. What I will say yeah. is I like what I've seen. Yeah. So um, points seem a little bit high, but I think we'll get used to that. Oh, have so. you seen points? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know what to say. I haven't seen points. But... Uh, no, I mean, yeah, there's things like uh, the chariots basically have a battle round. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's 12 wounds for a free plus save. So I could, I'm a I big fan of the new dragons. Wrong. That's what I'll say. I'm yeah. a big fan of the new dragons. Like all the everything, both the singles and the bigs and all of it. So. Well, that sounds promising because I'm hoping the wizard dragon will be good. He w- he. The answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> because okay. in. Is, and can I ally him into KO is the question. Don't, if you don't want really to tell me points, but is he under four under 400? Come on now. He's going to be a mercenary thing. Like uh, he's a big boy. He's a named. big boy. Like, <laughs> he's going to be like a named mercenary for order or something. Uh, he's, he's really good. He's really good. And he, I think I think the wizard is probably worth his points. That's what I'll say. But can I okay. put him in KO is the question. No, I don't think so. He is a, he is a Stormcast unit. Uh, that's a shame. Uh, well, the Tempest Eye. Tempest yeah. Eye it is. <laughs> We've got yeah, he might be really good in Tempest Eye. That's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, one save. Okay. First game, more move. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. So that means I have to buy that weird uh, Atomic uh, helicopter thing to <laughs> convert to a KO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big old wings. Yeah. Yeah. I use all the mm-hmm. ad make little wings for my, you know, Celestine Prime and Indrasta conversions. Yeah. So yep. It fits. It fits yeah. the theme. That's cool. That's exciting. I mean, new toys is always exciting. 
Um, a bit, I'm a bit scared and worried about those uh, orcs with the big uh, crossbow. Because even to an ironclad, they can do eight damage. Yeah, yeah, I, I like them <laughs> because I love how they're an answer to giants in oh, a very yeah. direct way. Because oh, like yeah. the actual math averages to twelve wounds for a giant. Like mm -hmm. a five up save has never been as important to a giant as they <laughs> will when when those uh, when that's across the table from them. So yeah, 30, 30 inches, and then you take yep. one, two units of twos. Yeah, that's scary. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. see what they can do. Yeah. We know everybody gets better shooting than Garadrivelords. <laughs> they all get more no, range I mean, than we do. I I I'm a fan of our shooting, honestly. Hmm. Like, um, yeah, I and mean, we can talk about that. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, we everything we have shoots, so we just have mm -hmm. to, that's the thing. You just have um, to get it in range. That's the key. Yeah, which we can. <laughs> okay well let's move on from talking about the stuff that hasn't come out then because yeah it sounds like you can't say certain things so yeah <laughs> i don't want to keep pushing you on things savings that you can't so uh let's move straight into the list uh yeah. so well actually before we talk about the list let's explain mm -hmm. why you had two lists yeah so um so nashcon does a what's called a mixed list format um and so you everybody comes with two lists uh, they have to be the same allegiance, so I took KO, uh, but they can be any number. There's no minimum number of unit mixes. There's no, like, so they can literally be the same two lists, but with one endless spell difference. You know, if, like, you're Zinch, you, you, you have a list that you want to run. You can just swap, like, an endless spell or an item or, like, who has what spells. That counts as two distinct lists. Mm -hmm. Or you can do um, what would be considered, like, a transformative list. Where like the li the list one is completely different than list two, um, and that's what I did is I wanted a list that could handle certain things that my normal Zilfin list couldn't, and so that's what we have here is uh, I have two lists that are quite different that play pretty different, um, but they actually share enough that I, like I wouldn't get confused on like unit stuff as I'm moving stuff around because there's enough overlap between them like. It's interesting, as I was testing both lists, the lists gravitated towards one another. Mm. Um, because I just kept finding that I, I wanted to have that 10-man mixed weapon unit in my army. Like, I wanted to have um, uh, I wanted to have at least a frigate to move it about if I needed to. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so it's... Uh, um, so the lists ended up mirroring each other a lot more than I thought they would. Mm. So... So, in case people are wondering, I think there might be some miss uh, typos here from Lee's part. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, because I think there's too many units in the battle regiment, like troops. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, and you can only have five troops. Oh, well, maybe. So, plus there's only one alpha beast pack and the frigate as a battle. Well, I don't have an alpha. Go. Oh, yeah. And so even go in there. Say... So. That's just a. That's oh, a bit confusing to me. Wait, have I just completely made loads of mistakes on here? Yeah, it seems a bit. Because I think there's too many, too many leaders. It should well be in the battle four regiment. drops. No, so the command mm. entourage is running three leaders. Oh, yeah, because there isn't even an alpha beast pack. No, so there's no alpha. Beast. It can't be. <laughs> the frigate is not. Yes, yes. No, no, not only that. Like I only took. So I was a four drop. Mm. So I had three heroes in there. 
And then everything else should have been in one, two, three, four, five. Um, I didn't I didn't have 30 Arco, so there's too many Arco here. Um, this is not my list. No. <laughs> this is probably like Lee's list from last week. Yeah, or well. something. Uh, I must no. have made a mistake at some point. Uh, it's okay. So I had... Do you want to uh, just, uh, I can actually just bring out the... Um, the other document. What you sent me. Yep. It's not as handy to look on the screen because it's... Uh, You're fine. Uh, I mean, this is close. Let me just say that. I only had two new units of Arco. Um, and everything else looks right. Um, and the, that's 10 Thunders, I assume? Yes, and that's 10 Thunders with mixed weapons. Um, but they but they weren't full mixed weapons. And what I mean by that is um, I didn't... Uh, I only took one... Yeah, here you go. Um, I only took, uh, on the mixed weapons, uh, I only took... Uh, one mortar, mortar. Yeah. right? Um, that's what you do. <laughs> that's how it works. That's what you do. Yeah. Um. Although I'll say, you know, I, I'm, I'm open to doing two mortars now after doing mixed weapons <laughs> because of stand in, or because of not stand shoot because of unleash hell because of the extra attack on that. Um. It like it changes the math. It mm. just does. Um. Because of having like two shots on that thing and uh, getting the plus one native from the mixed weapons, and oftentimes I'm burning a gold or I'm burning a triumph, so I'm at plus one to wound. So suddenly, like that's down to threes and twos, no rend, d three damage, two shots. Like that's yeah. like I kind of like that more than that extra rifle shot, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know if I built the unit again, if I would actually just do true mixed weapons or if I would stay that extra rifle. Okay. So because, again, of how I'm using the unit, like I would shove the that Thunderer unit down their throat. Um, and so I would be setting up like three inches off their line most yep. of the time. And so they, ha they had to deal with it. They had to run. They had to charge it. Otherwise, um, I was just going to keep shooting into their back line. Okay, I just uh, for for people because uh, we we put the show out as a podcast as well. Yeah, as as a video. You want me to so walk just, through everything? Yeah. So just yeah, yeah just like absolutely. Thing, uh, yeah. So uh, my main list. Uh, well, it's funny. My Zilfin list, which ended up being my main list. I assume Gotrek was going to be my main list and my Thringy list. And what ended up happening was uh, no, I ended up playing Zilfin most of the time. Um, but uh, it's a, a kind of a standard uh, Brock Zilfin list. Um, grand strategy was hold the line, so I had to keep a battle line alive. Uh, my battle line in this list were two Arco units and a frigate. So I was almost always going to have a battle line alive at the end of the game, whether it was one of those um, objective-sitting units or whether it was that ship. Because when they're shooting ships, um, interestingly, the frigate isn't at the top of the list. Uh, you know, my ironclad normally is. Or mm -hmm. it's getting rid of my, um, getting rid of my gun hauler. Because the gun hauler can't, like, it can jump around, even no matter how wounded it is. And so most of the time, the priority, they want to get rid of those things. Like, they can put enough damage on the frigate to make sure it's not going to go anywhere. But they often will do that damage and then not kill it and then try to, like, focus down the other things that mm -hmm. have high mobility, leaving that battle line unit alive. Um, and that ended up actually winning me one of my games. Um, and, we'll, and I'll talk about that. Uh so going up, um, let me go through my heroes. I had uh, a pretty unusual strategy here. 
Um, I, the navigator, my uh, navigator was my general, uh, and he had the command trait Ride the Winds, which uh, is any uh, ship that he is garrisoned in is plus three to move. Uh -huh. um, then I ran an admiral, and I ran two chemists. Um, one of the chemists has spell in a bottle with Warp Lightning Vortex, as to be expected. The other chemist actually had the plus one to hit. Um, and most people, like, I haven't seen a lot of people running multiple chemists in a single ship. But mm -hmm. putting out 6d6 shots with two rend. Um, with neg two rend uh, actually does a lot of work. Um, mm -hmm. And the big combo here was I was doing my navigator with for plus three move and my um, the navigator for plus three move and the the ironclad. The upgrade I went for the ironclad was actually the plus two move. And so my base ironclad was at a 15 inch move. If I overloaded it, it was a base 10 inch move. Because the bonuses don't get halved, only the uh -huh. the base movement does. Um, because I'm Zilfin, I can auto run twenty one with that uh -huh. iron plan. Everybody would... inside can shoot, and then with the admiral, I can yep. run and shoot. Uh -huh. So getting nine inch guns into range is not an issue with this list. Um, and so originally, I had built this to run twenty arco in the ship. In, in the ironclad and just to run all the arco forward in the mm -hmm. ship shoot like for you know like uh what 30 some pistol shots all of the everythings and then actually put the boat into melee and then trigger the plus one to hit on everybody in the boat and then suddenly you have like sky pikes and you have a bunch of heroes and you have a bunch of people with a bunch of bonuses to hit and a bunch of melee attacks so that was the original idea, and what ended up happening is that's not how I played it at all. Um, <laughs> I pulled the. I almost always did only the ten thunders in the ship, and um, and then all four heroes in that ship. Um, for the other uh, for the other things for the uh, I also had the the in the gun hauler I had the upgrade that I could put um, you know the compartment. So that I could put additional heroes in there because what I wanted to be able to do is to, if I ever wanted to deliver the warp lightning vortex differently than wherever the ship was going, the ironclad, I could do that by putting them in the gun hauler and, and having the gun hauler do your first turn move, your Zilfin move, and then have everybody else go somewhere else. But the reality is, is with a 21 inch move run, um, I can get almost anywhere I want on a nine inch setup and then move 21 in my movement phase. Um, and so, uh, I ended up just basically putting everybody into the ship every time um, for the for the Thunderers and then all the heroes. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, yeah, so uh, I have one of each ship. I have a gun hauler, a frigate, and a um, uh, a ironclad in this list. Uh, most of the time, my I would put ten of the Arco in the frigate. And then I would put another uh, ten on an objective. Sometimes I would put both of those, uh, the, both of those, both the Arco down if I needed to, if I needed to hold two objectives. Um, and then the three riggers would either run interference if I need a like a blocker, um, or I would have them in kind of that strategic spot where they would drop, have their twelve-inch guns, and then be able to heal any of the ships because I would have the ships in a little like cluster where all mm -hmm. of them could reach. Um, so that often happened. I'm four drop, so I'm out dropping quite a few people, surprisingly enough. Um, I can set up pretty aggressively because so much of my stuff is is has high mobility. So I can corner deploy, and then if they give me the first turn, I can still alpha 
and be at full effectiveness. Um, yeah, um, so the big trick here was the the movement shenanigans. And so often what I would do, just the normal play of this, is I would load those normal people up in the ironclad. I would hero phase move it. Mm-hmm. Drop the yeah, oh, um, and in the hero phase, I would I would burn one of the chemist gold on the thunders, so the thunders mm-hmm. were reroll ones to wound, mm-hmm. and then uh, I would uh, I would sh- uh, dump out. Uh, so then I would sh- sorry. Uh, so then I would hit my warp lightning vortex. Most of the time, I was using warp lightning vortex to guard a flank to shut down part of an army, and then I would hit on the end. So I would warp lightning like a, the bulk, and then and then basically move everything to the end and slowly move down their line and shoot and shoot down their line basically to limit how much can actually get into my models. Um, the other thing that I would normally do is then I would dump my thunderers out of the boat when you when you exit a garrison. So the ruling we were playing kind of the standard ruling of the war scroll supersedes. I know there's a debate about this, but the war scroll supersedes the core rules meaning that you can disembark before you move. Um, and so I was not disembarking and moving. You know, I know people like, so I was taking kind of the most restrictive version, meaning I could disembark, but I wasn't, I could disembark mid phase, but I, uh, but it had to be before I moved is how I was playing it. So, which is kind of oldish KO rules. And it's kind of the most restrictive on myself because I don't want to cheat anybody in anything. And so I want to be a, a more restrictive on that. Um, and so, but that means that when I would dump out of the boat, I dump out six inches. I set up six inches out. If I set up nine inch off the line, that means that those thunders are six or three inches off their front line of where, wherever I'm sitting, setting up. They, most of them have like a nine, a nine to 12 inch range, meaning I can shoot nine inches into the line. So if they're six inches back, I can easily get often into units that they've screened on the front. Um, I would often put my, um, I would set them up in a V formation my thunderers like on the six inches like on the on the circle of the six uh-huh. inches i would set up in a v at the point i would put my chemist and then i would and then i would uh the rest of them would be set up in the v and then halfway down on each i would have a fumigator in each and so basically uh-huh. anything that hit the main front of those thunderers was at neg two to hit and anything that was would hit, could move around to the edges and hit the flank was still at neg one to hit against the rest of the thunder unit um, and so basically I would force them to come into my thunderers or just have to suffer all of this shooting, all this heavy shooting from it and the ironclad and oftentimes the rest of my ships who all moved up and would focus all firepower on like a corner of the battlefield and just wipe out everything. Um, so that was kind of the, the, the tactics of how this list played. Um, yeah. It, it seems like it's um, like an amalgamation of old Sylphing and yeah. New Zilfin, and well, I say New Zilfin, Zilfin from 2.0, but I mean, really old Zilfin and not slightly older Zilfin. Um, right. Because the original Zilfin was we didn't have Fly High and we were using the hero phase move and getting stuff out at certain times to to you know, to get around stuff. And since we got Fly High, it's kind of been okay, we'll default to we'll just fly right. high and then, and then it's fly high in the hero phase and then get out. But you're kind of yeah using the move rather than flying high in the hero phase. Um, well, I can do either. I can do either, and I, yeah. that's kind of the key is that like it gives me real options because I can fly high in the hero phase, and then because the way the the wording is, you can still move in the movement phase. Yeah, because the fly high restriction is movement in that phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
I could, I could, so if I wanted to, I could deploy nine inches out and then move 21 more. So I could move deep into their line. And I yeah. did that against the Zinch player, and we'll, we'll see in game four. And it put him in a really bad spot because I was deep in his line. Yeah. Um, like it was, it was, it was like he ended up pulling it out. He double turned me and uh, he was able to give me a game, right? But it was very easy. He was like, if I lose this priority, we're done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it, yeah. it played very much like twenty eighteen KO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, because basically, uh, it's it's easy to fall into the trap with the newer KO. That's like, well, I can fly high, so why do I need movement buffs? But yeah. the thing is, like, especially in Zilfin with the hero phase fly high. Um, yeah. But the thing is, these buffs and the movement you're getting in every every round of the game, not just yeah. first round. Yeah. Um, so they're helping you out late in the game as well. Um, and it and it corrects the weapon ranges. Like that's yeah. the key that I want to drive home is that like everybody talks about weapon ranges. Like they just ignore the thunderer shooting or not the thunderer the the chemist shooting. But again, that ca- that shooting is not an issue if they're literally like three inches off the enemy line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're I'm going to be able to get. I'm going to be able to put the ironclad anywhere I want to get that shooting into their into their stuff. So, plus, what you can also do is the the guild triumph from the navigator for some extra move on mm-hmm. top of that for another d6. Yep. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I I would often use that one for a rerollable unbind. Um, if if I mm-hmm. if I had something I needed to shut down, but you're right, you can totally pull an, an extra d6 from that. Yep. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> a lot of travel. Yeah. I mean, and again, like everybody is thinking nine inch zones. No one is th- no yeah. one is actually like, what does 21 inch move look like? They're just yeah. not thinking about that. And that's actually what ended up part of what ended up catching out the final game that caused some of the drama was that I had just enough move to get into the corner three inches off their line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and uh, and that that nine inch zoning is, is a big deal really for objective play. Um, mm-hmm. With the tables getting smaller, um, mm-hmm. this uh, the movement buffs are, are just yeah, have gotten a lot stronger. Yeah, yeah. There's more terrain. Objectives are closer. There's less space to land your ship. So mm-hmm. just moving up and throwing out people in front of it within six. So that's still the old wording. Yep. It helps a lot. It helps. Yeah. It's a lot of movement for a, for a hero. Like disembarking within six, that's more than he normally moves. Yeah. 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 You effectively are most stuck at seven. But right. Because right. of that. Uh, yeah. uh, okay, let's move on to your other list. Hopefully, we can go back to the screen share, and I haven't um, messed this one up. <laughs> okay, so does this look right? Uh, go track. Gun hauler, thunderers, frigate. Yes, that looks right. Um, and so basically, what you'll see here is that I've swapped out. Um, I'll walk through this list. Um, this is a Brock Thringy. I actually didn't use the main ability, which is to include anybody from cities in this list. Um, what I wanted here is I wanted pick three units, reroll ones. Uh-huh. Um, and I wanted the fight on death. Because I was running multiple small units of Endrin Rickers. Mm-hmm. And um, those, those combination of abilities, um, I wanted, 
like I, I, I wanted some of that, that flexibility. Um, and so what I ended up running was uh, the things that were the same. Let me start there. Is I was I ran uh, a frigate and a gun hauler in this list. I ran the same ten thunderers with mixed weapons. I still had two units of Arco. Um, I still had one unit of engine riggers, all melee saws and pistols. But I I I added a second unit of those three riggers. I had an admiral, but he was almost never in the ship uh, because I gave him the grudge hammer, which meant that he's on twos and twos. Reroll ones to hit and wound against heroes. So he's a nice little melee hero. Um, that uh, twos and twos, neg two, two damage, that is going to camp next to probably the 10th, uh, either the 10 Arcanauts or the Thunders, depending on where I'm kind of putting this. This is a lot more... Um, of a like, kind of a closer range list. I still had a chemist, but I only had one chemist. But the other two big changes is I had Gotrek in here, um, who is just a monster. He is just a monster. Um, when in playtesting, Vince played his giant army against me in the the Vice, which is definitely <laughs> like one of the worst scenarios for KO. Like mobility means nothing. He has all these mm -hmm. wounds and all these bodies. And so I wanted to see if my worst scenario, if this list could weather that. And in the first like two rounds of play going into turn three, he wiped out like 80% of my KO units. Just with good charges, with, you know, just like trying to get in. I was trying to put damage because the key to this list is like damage, damage, damage. Uh, and then Gotrek proceeded to kill his entire army in the next two turns. <laughs> I would one round a giant every combat. Uh, so I would kill one in my phase, kill one in his phase, and I just went through cool. and just basically killed three. his three of... Going to turn four, he had three littles left that were running back. Yeah. Um, and so Gotrek does a lot of work. Um he, he requires hard answers from the enemy. And in this format, the key is, is that he gives good solutions to some things that I don't have good solutions for. Cool. Um, for things like the Vice, like, yes, I have to deal with their stuff, but now they have to deal with Gotrek in the middle. And they can't just ignore him because he's going to march to the middle and they have to do something about him. And then finally, I did for my general here, the Endred Master with Dirigible Suit. Um, and, I, and, and I gave him Foz Bombs. <laughs> And so, again, this was a, the goal here was I, this is my DPS list. This is like, there are some armies that were just DPS checks. Uh, I mm. dodged the bone splitter list that was on table two. That was terrifying. And had like 240 wounds. Like a normal KO list just can't deal with that. Because you can't do enough damage. You're only doing damage in half the phases. <laughs> um, and so my goal was to to have a higher damage lineup. And so that's, for example, why I took Malefic Sky Mines on my frigate. Like most people would be like, why would you ever take that? A D6 uh -huh. more, a chance at a D6 mortals on a flying unit, like within, you know, within six inches of your frigate. So it doesn't have to be in combat. Um, but I just wanted more damage. Like I wanted more damage options because I knew that I would run into situations where we needed more damage. And so that's, uh, and that's what this list was built around was how much damage can I put out? Um, yeah. So that's how this played. Um, and I only ended up playing this in two lists. I played this against uh, my second and third opponents. And uh, it, Gotrek failed me both times. <laughs> cool. 
So he was he was underwhelming, which was very disappointing. So. Okay, it's interesting to hear you disappointed with GoTrack. Um, he he's one of those things. He he will either just do everything or nothing, or nothing, or just yeah. get ignored. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yep. And that's the first time he just did nothing against the Coalesce Seraphon. Um, because for some reason he he went in twice into his engine of the gods and didn't kill it. Oh, like I don't know how that happens. <laughs> like mathematically, that doesn't happen. Um, but it did, and so like he just he just didn't do the work he needed to do. Um, I you know there's probably nobody said this, but they m people might ask the question: Why didn't I use uh, uh, three aether wings um, to to round out this list? Because you, in this current format. You can't put any more allies than Gotrek. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, and that's the answer. <laughs> and that's why I didn't do that. So, uh, but Gotrek, but, but Gotrek is worth it, right? Um, and also, I almost always got the uh, the Triumvir. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's wrong. Nineteen fifty-five points. That's huge. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you went for a DPS list without an Ironclad. Uh, well, I knew, so for example, um, I, I don't like, like, I don't want to say this. The ironclad forces me to play a certain way and I didn't want a centralized army. I wanted a decentralized army. Um, if I like, I would trade go track for an ironclad. Like if I wanted to, that's who I would trade. That's, that's where the trade would be. Um, but I knew if I faced off against coalesced and there was a big chance that I would, and I did. Um, that the ironclad gets all of its damage halved, just yeah. all the way down the line. Played that today, and, half of yep. the output of the entire army. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's and just, I, I oh. yeah, like, yeah oh, it's, so I have these fifteen dies, and they're all damaged. Oh no, they only damage one. Yeah, yeah, and it's brutal. It's super painful, it's and that's so hard. And so that's one of the reasons why I didn't do the ironclad. Okay. Okay. I like the uh, idea of Endrin riggers. Just even if they don't activate first, they still get to to fight on a four plus. Yeah. Uh, under like, nice roadblocks. Although, yeah, they're expensive now. They are expensive. Endrin riggers yeah. are expensive. Yeah. I wish even at, like even if they were a hundred, I would still have to think twice about taking them. Mm -hmm. Like, I just there's just not a lot of and because you can't reinforce like you you're wasting reinforcement points on them in general. Uh, to go to six because they're so squishy. I just, I don't know. I'm really mixed on riggers. I wanted to really wanted to make balloon boys work. But what I will say is this: um, they, it was really nice to have a 12 inch move battle line unit um, oh. for some of the for some of the scenarios. Um, it's really important. It's really important. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say. Okay. Um, one question I have: you mentioned uh, Malefic Sky Mines. Mm -hmm. uh, did you consider the battle ram and the gun hauler at all instead? The spark uh, I did. I did. Uh, um, yeah, sorry. Um, I, in general, don't want my gun hauler to be in combat if I don't have to, like ever. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's one of the things. Uh, the other thing with the malefic sky mines is is that it's way underappreciated because yes, it's only flying units. But you don't have to be in combat to trigger it. Mm -hmm. And I it's ended up in the pinching, combat phase, but it's right. You don't have to be in combat six inches, right? 
And I caught my dock player out with it. Like I just put three wounds on Marathi with it. Like that was one. I didn't have to waste any shooting. Um, that's pretty good. You could combo it nicely with the phosphoric bomblets because that's the same thing. You can run yep. up and just be within six and, and start doing yep. rolling the two plus. Yeah, and I was afraid that I was I wanted mortal wound output. And so that's part of what I was trying to generate here was mortal wound output. So with Foz Bombs, with the Malefic Sky Mines, with Gotrek, um, because when I wanted mortals, I would just re-roll all of my hits. Yeah, fishing for sixes. Fish, fish, fishing for sixes. Yeah. Yep. So I'd be like, oh, this this roll doesn't matter. Pick everything up that's not a six yeah. and roll it again. Um, I need more you know, sixes. If I, <laughs> yeah. if I needed to break through uh because you know, I could get down to twos to hit. That wasn't the issue. Um, mm. I'm more concerned about uh, trying to get D6 mortals on those triggers against, again, really hard targets. That's the way to go. So Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things with Lisbon and Okay, you need to get mortal wounds in there somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and since it, the whole the whole song it, with Battle Ram doesn't work that good anymore. Cox yeah, and the dead. advantage... Yep. The advantage here was that uh, because this was so high drops, like this is 11 drops, folks, um, I controlled the, the pace of deployment. I could see mm. where everything was so that I could put GoTrek exactly where he needed to be as my 11th drop. Yeah. Um, because I controlled deployment, um, I like it, like it ended up making a difference in some matches because they didn't know where I was going um, because I could just throw like, you know, a ship in the corner. You know, and do my first four drops functionally as null deploys. Um, yep. Because, it, you know, it didn't matter because I was going to redeploy and then I could uh, to reorganize. Um, Hunter of the Heartlands is obviously amazing with GoTrek in it, uh, as is having like th a Thunderer unit with Ho Hunter of the Heartlands because they want to come in with, with monsters and attack that stuff and you can just ignore it. Yeah. So the, you, you ignore their stomps, that is. So, um, so that was the logic here of, of why I went high mortal wounds. And in this two list format, like I could have a mortal wound heavy output and I could have a more standard shooting list. And so that's, that's, that's what I ended up going with. Would you have considered a Andrew master on foot for extra mortal wounds instead of the Admiral? Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, I mean, I, the thing, yeah, the three thing, attacks. three attacks, the thing I liked it's, about, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, the thing I like about the Admiral is he gives Battleshock immunity. Yes. Um, and so that was nice to have him, if I wanted him as bodies near, like, if the Riggers are floating within that 12-inch bubble and the Arco are nearby or the Ten Thunders are nearby, I knew that if he was nearby, I just didn't even have to worry about Battleshock. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, you can lose, you know, like, it's a real bummer to lose a Rigger to Battleshock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just yeah. asking because I, yeah. I recently played Bargzon, same mm -hmm. thing, full DPS with mm -hmm. the battle. This is AOS 2, so yeah. Yeah, not yeah. comparable, but with him having the extra two attacks on the end remaster, I've never done so many mortals in a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> we played 11 games, and I think yeah. he did, on average, must have been 80 mortal wounds minimum. Wow. Nice. Like, I kept rolling three sixes, four sixes, just. People didn't expect it. Yeah, I'm doing my activate little hero in the boat. What? There's a hero inside. Yeah, it's just five attacks, three rolling ones, six is six moves <laughs> everywhere yeah. he was going. Yeah, losing nuts. But obviously, with uh, just three attacks, it's much much less output. But no, I did. I did. I did work consider it. Him. Yeah. 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 You don't want to stick in the frigate because then the frigate's overloaded. So right. 
yeah, probably the Admiral of the Battleship community is the, the better option. Plus the yeah, it's tough. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. Like, there's just not. Um, I, I want to run a melee boat, boat. I'm going to run a <laughs> melee boat at some point. Um, and when I do that, like, I can tell you that uh, that Ender Master will be in my melee boat. Yeah, although melee boat, the battle ram is dead. You can't retreat and charge again now with the yeah. new FAQ. Yep. It's, a, it's a shame. It's it a shame. A I had, shame. I had, I had, I had no, you're right. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> but you just need to go in and kill everything, and then, and then you're right. free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just go in, shoot everything, plus four charge, which is yep. not possible. Yeah, just plus yeah. two. Oh, yeah, hard times. <laughs> oh, we'll need to figure something out with, with Zon. Because I think DPS with Skywarns in Zon, that's another way... Maybe, mm -hmm. but they're expensive as well. Units of sixes, they maybe they don't get the gold. Oh. You're getting it on charges. We're here, like choosing three units on the battlefield and saying everything, everything gets reroll ones to hit is really good. It's, it's very really valuable good. in the new edition. It's yeah. super, yes, it's super valuable in the new edition. And so, like, I like this for no other reason than that. Mm. Yep. And the, when you put the chemist buff on your thunderers, and if they're shooting one of those units, the plus one to hit natively because if you get yep. if you're out of the boat, um, rerolling ones to hit, rerolling ones to wound, it's a plus yeah. one from gold to wound, a, pl a plus yeah. one from yeah. gold. And remember, I'm 1955, so the next turn I can plus one from triumph. Yeah, and so I'll get mm -hmm. two rounds where everything's wounding on twos. Yeah, and yeah, yep. it just becomes really efficient. Yes. And then the yep. only downside is when they're ignoring minus when they're on a two plus save, ignoring one rend. That's the downside. But yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so yeah, it's an interesting list. Um, I think we have to move on and see how these lists yeah. have mm -hmm. played in the tournaments because uh, we are tight for time tonight, everyone. We are. Uh, so uh, yeah, if you're asking questions in the chat, um, so we're probably going to be ignoring them unless they're, unless they're related <laughs> to the That's to harsh. the tournament. Um, but. Uh, yeah, if they're related to Tom's list in the tournament, then we, we can probably uh, talk about them. If we have time at the end, maybe we'll go through them. But you know, we don't want to uh, make Tom late for picking up his kid. That would be, uh, you know, child services might get called or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, so first list was against City Sigma Harkiron. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> and that uh, was against uh, Tanya Scheib. Yep, Tanya. Um and she was also 1955. So obviously, was. Uh, yeah, everything we just talked about, about how great that was for getting a triumph. Went out the window. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so she, she went for a similar thing with a lot more wounds. Yeah. Um, uh, Tanya, I played with Tanya before. She's a great player. She grudged me. Um, we, Vince had to step out at the last Havoc. And so for the last game of that, of that team's event, she filled in. She did was a ringer for Vince when he had to leave. Oh, okay. And so... Uh, to what Tanya and I have played together, but we've never actually played against one another. And so she grudged me kind of knowing what this was like, she knew what she was getting herself into. Um, and so, uh, her list is, uh, uh, cities for Sigmar Harkaran, which is essentially a city's list. That's all the dark elves. And you can include doc into it. Um, she, it's a very kind of standard layout and list. She had a bunch of, uh, dark shards, uh, the two kind of tricks that she had in her list was vitriolic spray, which <laughs> if you know what that does, she had that with unroll spell portal. So it lets you ignore the, um, the, save. Uh, the, ar the armor save. So mm -hmm. you don't make armor saves on whoever gets vitriolic sprayed. 
And the other thing that she had, she had that on two units. And that then is she, really good at the moment in the in the current meta. It, it is, it is, it is. And then and then she also had a hag queen with curse, and so Ooh. which does something similar. Sixes to wound or mortals now. Ooh. And so the whole idea here is mass attacks, right? Um, she was running chronomatic cogs, shackles, and then uh, uh, umbral spell portal. She again this basically I was matching a, up against my thringy list. Because that's what oh. she's doing here. She's doing something very similar. She was all the drops, 1955. She was, you know, built very similarly. Um, and so I think that that's the whole. And so we were against uh, our, we the scenario, scenario we were on. Um, uh, yeah. Savage yeah, yeah, gains. Okay. With Savage <laughs> Gains, which was funny. I had, made, I had worked out that morning. Like I woke up at five because I couldn't sleep. And I went, I made a joke about needing to practice for Savage Gains. I put a post on Twitter not knowing that this was actually the first scenario. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, on setup, basically, uh, you can see here uh, she put all of her dragon, her dragon and basically uh, uh, two of her sorcerers uh, up in that top right corner with a tw 20 witch elves in the, uh, in the front backed by 20 dark shards. Yeah. So as you can, like, there's a lot of damage over there, right? Um, the other thing that this army has that's a neat trick is that the sorceresses all have a command ability that lets all of the Dark Elf units run and charge and or run run, charge and shoot. Ooh. And so, they, so they're, like, super brutal for mobility. But almost everything on the left-hand side is melee. Mm -hmm. So you can already see probably where this is going. Where all so of her... Sorcerers were super stacked on the right side, like uh, if we're facing the right, where the dragon mm -hmm. is, and where both of her acidic spray people were over there. The hag with the um, the hag with the uh, the curse was over there. So like all of the priority targets were on the right side of the board. Mm -hmm. Okay, just to be clear, because uh, I see an ironclad. This is your yep. uh, this is a Zilfin list. Yep. Yes. So this is a Zilfin okay. list. This is the uh, the round where my Zilfin list uh, paid dividends, um, because I did all of the uh, things that you would expect. Um, I took top of one because I dropped first. Um, I don't know if we have another. If I have the next slide, and I just went straight into the corner. Um, Okay. Uh, and so you can see, I dropped off those Arca or those uh, chemists, Thunder. the Thunderers. Sorry, I dropped off the Thunderers oh. with the chemist three inches off the Witch Elf line, like not mm -hmm. afraid at all. <laughs> and then yeah. that ship then shifted far to the right to be off of the edge of the uh, the dragon. Oh. So be before you got to this position, was was the ship over here somewhere? Yes, the ship was yeah. over there. That's exactly right. Because you got your, it warp was, it was, vortex. Right. So I dropped there. warp. Yeah, it was a little bit farther mm. over a little bit. So I yeah. dropped warp lightning vortex basically into the middle of all of the melee units. Mm -hmm. Which I wanted to do damage, but more importantly, I wanted to stop running. Stop running. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it shuts off running now. And so I use that to lock up basically all of her melee units and, and the crossbows from the Corsairs that were all short range to limit their ability to engage. And, uh -huh. and basically then I just did this crush and pushed everything into, um, you know, like I started with, uh, I killed out, like I, uh, I don't know if I, I don't think I have any more images after this on this one. I might, 
Uh, no, I do. So I end up. Uh, this <laughs> is going missing this, here. Yeah. Yes, this is in turn two. You can see my warp lightning vortex is still doing like tons of damage. I think it did thirty four wounds in this game. Wow. She just couldn't get away from it. Everything was moving five mm -hmm. inches, and no running. So she just had to inch her way out, and it just mm -hmm. kept triggering. Um, and then I. Uh, her witch elves long bomb charged and went into my ironclad instead of the frigate or instead of the thunderer. Sorry. Mm -hmm. They went into the ironclad and the ironclad stood and shot and shot them down to one witch elf. Like I had, I had, I had, like, she was down to like 13 and I did another 12 on the stand and shoot from the ironclad and just mm -hmm. picked up basically the entire unit before it could fire. Uh, and then the heroes in the boat me me lead the rest of the witch out that last. Drop the bomb on the ahead of the last one. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to. I so wanted to, uh, but I missed that four plus. Um, and then the uh, uh, yeah, so I just basically eliminated that. I killed all the heroes out, which was the key. I wanted to kill the dragon. I killed all the sorceresses. I didn't kill the um, the witch curse. She cursed my chemist. Split the shots. Killed the chemist. And did a bunch of wounds onto the, um, uh, did like some wounds, not a bunch, like three or four wounds onto the Thunderers. She was going to go into the Thunderers with, with the Witch Elves, but she ended up having to go, she ended up rolling along a charge. She went into the the Ironclad, but it just shot up, you know, torn to pieces. At that point, it was just cleanup. There was just not a lot left on mm -hmm. the table that couldn't just be shot off. Mm -hmm. And they, they basically kind of trickled in a couple units, got into combat. I unleashed hell, killed that unit when it came in. And like it just um, just continued to kind of chew through well, the remains of the rest of her army. Um, and so this game ended at, at, like in four functionally. So, okay. so. Makes me want to play Zilfin again <laughs> with the four branding vortex. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, it's. Just a yep. side note, uh, because we're, we're seeing beautiful terrain here in these pictures, but that one house in the bottom left, you can hide an ironclad behind that. Were, yes, were you all can. The, were all the terrain that big and that large? So, no, this was oh. this was a that was the large that was one of the largest pieces of terrain. There was like one or two that were about the same size, and yes, okay. you could hide an ironclad behind it. So there so were a couple of, really big pieces. Yeah. Did you choose uh, sides in this game? Uh, I did. Because um, that archway down in the bottom right, she could easily hide like all her sorcerers behind that. Yeah, <laughs> yep. figure. So I did, but she—the reason why she was humping that the that terrain piece on that other side was it was arcane. Uh, ah, yeah. okay. okay. And so I knew that like it would force her into that corner. <sighs> I would first drop, and if she was going to hump the arcane terrain, all of her sorcerers would be in gun range. And cool. so I like I, I assumed that she would deploy over there. Yep. For arcade, cool. and then I would have, and and I think she was hoping to dissuade me by having all the witch elves, by having all those dark shards, just all mm -hmm. that firepower in such close range. But I just I went in guns blazing. So. <laughs> okay, that was the first match. Um, yeah. I yeah. chose this for the grudge, t uh, uh, the grudge table. I chose this match because it looked like a dark elf table, oh. and so I wanted to, <laughs> to to come give the dark elves a visit. Awesome. So. Awesome. Yeah. Really nice I mean, train. It is it's all awesome. 3D printed. Almost all the train at the at the event was 3D printed. Yeah. yeah. Elves elves relying on magic doesn't pay off. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. I feel like uh, this was a relatively nice matchup for Kao. Because yeah, a lot of the stuff yeah. the base saves is is poor. 
Yeah, yeah. Even, but, uh, you can half move the the dragon. You could even vortex the dragon for no fly and half move if you want to keep it on one side and deal with the rest. Yeah. Although I'm not sure how it doesn't half move that now. dragon. How Vortex, scary got, a, Vortex got updated. Vortex just prevents yeah. running. It doesn't half move. Ooh. No, the half move um, from the navigator. I mean, oh yeah, 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 no, yeah it yeah, never yeah. did half move. It never. Yeah, half yeah, 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 yeah. It just stopped yeah. flying and, and running. Right. They did the change one thing on the vortex, uh, which I only noticed fairly recently was. It's not just in the movement phase now. It's all moves, so it also Ooh, affects charges and now. That's yeah, much better. Still a little, little bit of a buff there. Yep. Um, yeah, but, but then you got the debuff from the one-inch yeah. place of a part yep. thingy. Yeah. Do you, so, do you find that was an issue, placing the It was. It was really, really important, like, of placement. And my because my opponents weren't aware of the new War Scroll, like, I am assuming they weren't. Like, I explained everything, but, <laughs> like... It can be like a smart player can counter warp lightning vortex very easily now, and so like that was something that I was worried about, um, and which is another reason why when we go into the final game and I'll talk about this, I didn't allow take back. Like when once we started, because I was making measurements that where if he had changed his like it would have given him tips on how to deploy differently, okay. um, and it would have screwed me over, um, and so like in a in a very bad way where like it, my the the warp lightning vortex wouldn't have been as effective. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Okay. Well, I think that was um, a relatively simple game for you then. Um, yeah, it was a very point and shoot. <laughs> like help, helpful to have those pictures there because I think for, for people that haven't played Zilfin and stuff, I think that's almost like a like a masterclass on how to do it and when it works well, what happens. Um, right. right. Yeah. And also, I mean, there's a reason why it was popular. Yeah. Zilfin. Right. Warp Lightning Vortex. There's a reason why um, yeah. AOS Worlds most of the KO lists had that. Yeah. It works. Yeah. And a great tip for avoiding going into your own warp lightning vortex. Put it on the yeah, don't frame. don't charge into your vortex. It doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah, put it on the stuff that you're not going to attack. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Let's move on then to the next game, which was against Seraphon, uh, Zilfin again. Um, yep. No, not Zilfin. So Zilfin? I went with no. I went with. Uh, um, so then it wasn't just Seraphon. It was. Um, it was coalesced. So this was yes. a monster melee heavy, stag heavy um, Seraphon list. Oh, yeah, and so, so you took frings so you didn't have the, you know, the Ironclad wasn't half damage. And right, so the Ironclad wasn't higher half damage, that he was going to want to bring the stags in, so I knew that Gotrek could go in. Because Gotrek's mm. never going to catch a Starborn. No. Anything. Mm. No. He's just going to teleport away from Gotrek for the entire game. But against yeah. Coalesce, he has to come in. And so I can line up those fights. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've got my picture wrong. I, I yeah. put uh, right. Zilfin pictures for the Zilfin oh, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pictures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got them wrong. I've obviously done no, you're good. Uh, three and four instead of two and three. Um, yeah, you're good. Uh, so it's against uh, John Galvin. Um, yep. We mentioned it was coalesced. Um, yeah, John is from Atlanta. He's a store owner down there. He was a gentleman. He was a great player, just super um just he like i would i would roll dice with him any day like I, tanya as well but uh john like i had met tanya before this is the first time i met john and it was we had a great game he played a hard game he was smart um he uh so he ran an engine of the gods as his general uh he also had a lord croak skink star priest a saurus astroloth bearer and then he was running uh where are all of his stags? Yeah, well, where are the dinos, Lee? Yes. What, what did you do to the list? What? Um, Where's the know. dinos? They're missing like five, 
600 I points know. of dinos. Because he had like, yeah, like three stegodons that are not here. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, or two, maybe, maybe it's two. Uh, and then because the engine of the gods is a steg too. Um, and then 10 source guard, uh, two units of 10 skanks, five chameleon skanks. Um, yeah, there there I just missed there, there, yeah, two stegodons that were on the bottom, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's funny, uh, I made a decision very early on because, like, looking at this list, I could do one of two things either you go against Croak mm-hmm. or you ignore him. Those are your two yeah. options. Um, mm-hmm. And with his rules, he also had 10 Saurus Guard, which meant he had a two-up uh, mm-hmm. work. And yeah. so if I went after him, I would have to kill out all of that stuff. You got to remember, this isn't heavy shooting, so I don't have a strong alpha. So if I went into him, I could maybe... Like, I needed Gotrek to get in, right? Um, and so the challenge with that is, if I need Gotrek to get in then I, I i i don't have the damage that i need to front load to alpha croak down so what that had me cho- choose to do is to ignore croak okay when you chose your list did you know what kind of seraphon he was playing i i knew that he had two options like i could look mm-hmm. at both of his lists i didn't know which of the two he had both of the two he had were coalesced okay okay that explains why so mm-hmm. so i knew that i was going against coalesced so that's the advantage of doing a like a transformative list is that you don't know what you like you can blind man's bluff, you know, against your opponent. Um, so what we did here was um, uh, I, I think we I think I have my deployment. I went first here as well, um, and uh, I took a photo after I moved my ironclad or after I moved my frigate and my ships. Um, okay, so feral foray, yeah, it's uh, three objectives spaced out. Um, I basically put 10 Arco on terrain on the left objective and then everything else on the right. Um, and you can see I this is this is at the, this is after my movement phase had started. I had moved my ships up to the nine inch line up in the top mm-hmm. right. Because basically what I decided to do is Croak was on the left. I was like, if I'm gonna ignore him, I'm just gonna chew through all of his stegs. That's all of his, mm-hmm. that's where all of his damage is, other mm-hmm. than Croak. And so the idea was I was just gonna go down the line and hit every single one. Um, we can see and, and, in the middle yeah. on his yes. own. Yes, on his own. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, and he ran. Can are, are you surprised in that in that first uh, movement phase? Uh, just trying to get out there. Uh, auto run six. Uh, so and so and I, the goal was to get him into the Saurus guard on, in the top left. Um, but or any into any of that, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the goal is to get him into any of that stuff. Just, just um, into combat, generally. Into combat somewhere to start chewing through stuff. But so I'm just gonna send him at the at the middle of their line and hope mm-hmm. that um that Croak didn't just faint and go the other direction. Because that would have been a possibility of his, which would have been just to do that. But he kept it there because he was afraid of my ships from jumping over and taking that objective, which is like that's that's the goal. Um, and so I started chewing through ships or chewing through stags. Um, and it didn't actually go as well as I wanted to. Um, like uh, my shooting didn't go that well. Uh, I moved everybody out. I dropped off my thunderers and this was just a slog. Um, and croak was just doing a celestial deliverance like all the times. Uh, 
because I don't have any unbinds here. And so he was just picking off wounds on everything slowly of just knocking down those units of just grinding down all of my everything. Um, and so uh, I don't know if I have another image. I think I maybe only have one more of this one where just from the other angle where it kind of shows my lineup. And so then yeah. on those ships, I dumped everything out and I just started chewing on those stags down the line just slowly. Um, we mo Most of our lines just kind of held. And what I mean by that is we just stayed on our objectives. Neither of us really charged because he had a lot of like super long range shooting with the stags. Um, he had a, lot, a bunch of AOS. Um, a question Jordan asked about battle tactics. Yeah, battle tactics sometimes were an issue. Like you, I, you had to think through two, three, four turns ahead what you were going to do. And I missed some battle tactics that I just shouldn't have missed. Um, in turn two, or going into turn three, um, Gotrek went into the general, which is just a engine of the gods. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is easy. You know, this is, this is not a problem. And so I was like, I'm going to kill the general. He didn't do it. Hmm. Gotrek wasn't able to cut him down. Um, between the coalesced reducing damage by one, um, Gotrek moving down to two damage instead of three, not getting any sixes on the mortals, the dial will pile in. It just didn't didn't happen. You know, sometimes yeah, yeah. he just whiffs. And so, like, that hurt. And then he, like, retreated out of combat, and then, uh, and then, like, the engine summoned, like, two sets of ten Saurus, like, multiple turns in a row. And so, like, Gotrek just got, like, just inundated in bodies mm -hmm. and couldn't get where he needed to get. And so like it, this ended up being a slog. He did a bunch of damage, killed a bunch of people. Like none of my people were dying in combat. So they, I wasn't getting my four plus pile in like, this was a very difficult match so much so that I had resigned myself to losing. Like I did the math, looked at it and I was like, I'm going to, I've lost this match, but I was like, I'm going to try to get as much as possible in order to like get a minor loss. Right. Because of the way that they were doing it, it's the differential between battle points each round was the tiebreaker. Um, and so I wanted to just minimize that for later. And I got within one point of him at the very end of the match. And we added it up. And I was like, I think I can. And like I was like doing all a bunch of hinky stuff. I did a long like 10-inch charge to get into his territory for my battle attack. Just all the everything, just trying mm -hmm. to squeeze out those points. So I, I lost by one. Right? Huh. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the things, by the way, the things I chose, I chose all the stags as my reroll ones. Mm -hmm. Like those two stags and the uh, engine of the gods. Mm -hmm. And we get to the end, and, he, and I say, uh, you know, oh, you got me. You know, it's uh, 2021. Mm -hmm. and, he, and he stopped and he said, did you get your um, grand, uh, strategy. Grand, grand strategy? And I was like, oh yeah, I just keep battle line alive. Like I have, this is battle line, this battle line, this battle line. And he looked at me and he said, uh, mine was keep my monsters alive. Hmm. Ah. And Croak's not a monster. Nope. No. And so I killed all the stags. I did yeah. end up killing all the stags. And so I jumped him two points. Yeah. So the game was over, but the grand strategy flipped it. Mm -hmm. So um, I should have lost this game by that, you know, by the normal scenario metrics, but because mm -hmm. grand strategies are worth three, um, it ended up, you know, it ended up changing the results of the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so this is the game that I like barely squeaked by. Like mm -hmm. I was like, I lost. That's terrible. And he's like, Nope, you got it. So, um, this was not a win that I felt good about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
you know, where you just barely squeak by. But again, I missed a bunch of strategies um, or I missed a bunch of battle tactics because I fluffed that stuff and I didn't kill stuff when it should have died. And like on the math, like just the, the numbers turned against me. I wasn't able to get my pile in damage. Like I spent a lot of time zoning, keeping his chameleon skinks out of my backfield. Um, but because of that, like one of my units of riggers had to stay back there floating around, kind of continuing to kind of move about the zone. So I lost their damage. And so it was a, it was a painful match. It was a great game. It was a nail biter till the end. So that was the match too. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, yeah, it's interesting the interaction with those battle tactics, especially the ones like kill the general. Because yeah. as soon as you pick that, you know they're putting best day ever <laughs> on that guy. Yep. Yep. And you know he's yep. gonna get all out defense later on. Yep. <laughs> yep. And yep. the same with the monster ones. The monster ones aren't so bad, although because they don't have that best day ever for that. Right. And oftentimes if they're keeping monsters alive or whatever, like they have multiple monsters. Yeah. Um, although you have to just you have to choose, you have to designate a single monster. So that's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the same with the battle I want to spoke. Because yep. they've got multiples, because they don't have it's the best day ever thing, it's the main thing with the general. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. right. The fact yeah, the, yeah, they're just uh it's, it's just brutal. But uh okay, let's uh move on then to the next game. Ooh. This was Barrack Ring, wasn't it? It was Barrack yes, Ring. And this is this is what I had built this list for. Mm -hmm. And this is what he built his list for too. Yeah, um so it was the Vice, Daughters oh. of Cain. Mm -hmm. um, this is like a nightmare matchup. Uh, it's Calibron. Mm -hmm. So he uh, everybody's a neg one to shooting. <laughs> um he has uh he had the Bloodrack Medusa. Um, he had Morathi within the Shadow Queen, obviously. He was running 15 Bloodstalkers, so the shooty snakes, two units of 20 witch elves, um, five Doomfires, five Life Takers, which are the the melee canari. That Doomfire also had Mirror Dance, so he could put the Shadow Queen and Marathi wherever he wanted on the board. Mm -hmm. So you can you can just see, like this was just a painful like setup. It just was. Yeah. Um, the Bloodstalker shooting is terrible, especially the hero phase. He had all the mm -hmm. teleport needs. Like it's just like this is a bad matchup. Like I had to put wounds on Marathi early because then otherwise for every round that you're not doing that, that's another round of combat she's in. My army can't really withstand that. Um, and she can go camp on the objective at the very end. Yeah. Um, so it's just a very like difficult um, setup. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, that, and the, and Josh was a, a treat to play. And, and the vice with a shooter unit, you can pretty much just park them in, a, in the middle. You know, if you're two, other units, which he's got two big units of witch elves here, you can just put them in like a little triangle in front, and yep. yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't go in. Either they unleash hell on everything that comes close, yeah, or yep. they just—I mean, twenty-four inches shooting is, yeah, is bad. It's, just, <sighs> it's ugly. It's brutal. So I I rolled up to this and I was like, I just don't know if I can do it. And so I don't have photos of this match. I apologize. Um, so I'm just going to describe, we're going to use the vice map to describe yeah. what, what, what happened. So I was on the left-hand side with the pink. Um, okay. In the two corners, I started my units of Endron Riggers, the two threes. Yep. yep. Where the two, the where the objectives are in two and three, I had both of my Arco units, my 10 Arco. 
Um, and then like on the on the top one, I had a chemist and a no, yeah, a chemist and the admiral up there. Um, and then on the bottom, uh, where that line is, like uh, I had all of my ships, like my two ships, my um, the ten thunderers were in the ship. Uh, the at the my commander was in there, um, or my commander, my admiral, uh, my engine master was there. So for him, do you see where two three is on his side on the top mm -hmm. one? Yeah. That imagine if that thing, what that entire thing, was yeah. a piece of terrain. Oh, okay. So there's this huge terrain on his side over there, and so he he parked his his snakes Was in that, the back. Did that block him actually putting models on the objective? Um, no, because of where, like, where it was, he could still have it, but it, like, it limited how many models yeah. either of us could really get over there. Was it so within he three, within three what? inches of the objective? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. They, you weren't, so they he, weren't moving terrain to make it legal for the battle. Plan, right. So. Right. Like yeah. they just were there, so we were somewhat limited. Yeah. So he was he parked all of his witches between the the top one and the two and three. Not witches, sorry. He parked all of his uh, bows, bow snakes, yeah, up in that yeah. top right with the general uh, yeah. between one and two, uh, or the two and three and the one, like in that corner, like in that back corner. Yeah. Yep. And then he put his big, uh, he put the shadow queen in the bottom between two and three in the bottom, like yeah, like yeah. lower, yeah, to to trigger that objective, and then he. Uh, and then he basically had like everything, or then then one set of witches was above two and three, cool. so he top loaded. Yep, that was one set of witches up there, and then the other set of witches was below that. Like, yep, uh, right there. Well, on on this here. Yeah, 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 right there. And then he had the doom fire down below, mm -hmm. uh, right there. Like the doom fire were down near there, and he had Marathi in the center. Um, with the witches. So the witches were kind of fanned out and Marathi was like, she was just behind the line there, but she was within range of, of the, the shadow queen for the shadow dance and all the everything. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I went, so he gave me one, the top of one piece. He outdropped me and oh, I yeah. took go track. Oh, go track was in the middle of my line, just okay. dead middle. So go track was um, here. And can I yep. make a guess? Yes. Did he run over here? <laughs> That's exactly what Gotrek did. He just ran straight out. Yeah. Um, and then I took all of my ships and moved them up to like the 24-inch line mm. off of his... So like just the edge there, just about there, oh, off of... Side, yeah. Yep, like that area right there, both ships. And I just put... And like I used all my long guns and put mm. all of those wounds on Marathi. Yeah. Uh, and I ignored everybody else. Just ignored everything. So I basically wasted my top of one mm -hmm. with just long range guns and said, "Go." Okay. So he saw an opportunity, and I hoped he would, with Gotrek out in the middle like that. Mm -hmm. And so what he did was he swung hard top. Okay. And and he teleported his snakes out. So he pushed them like way out into that open space. Mm -hmm. He yep. He mirror danced, mm -hmm. dropped Marathi and 
Marathi Kane up there. <laughs> like everything went up there basically. Yeah. Okay. And what he his goal was. Who <laughs> lost it? Are we still live? Uh, I believe we're still live because that's Tom. The one person we need. <laughs> we, can't do this. we can't interview Tom without Tom. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, well, I'm guessing the, the goal was to, I don't know, were they going to try and kill Beatrice? That sounds like a, a risky strategy to me. Oh, I mean, he has nothing there for lookouts, sir. He's on his own. There's a lot of shots in that boat, Snakes. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wonder if Tom realizes he's actually... He might just be talking to himself. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, well, this is... Uh, uh, sorry about this, everyone. Oh, great he's back. Oh, there he is. Hello. Can you hear us, Tom? Uh, I'm back, I think. Yeah. Sorry about yes, that. I apologize. Uh, can you guys see me? Yes, we can. Yes, back. Yep, you're, you're, you're back. Okay, uh, we were wonderful. just guessing Sorry that his that. plan was to try and kill Gotrek. <laughs> yes, and and you know what? Uh, he doubled me, and he did. Oh, okay. Ooh. Okay. Um, so he uh, he went in on Gotrek, um, mm -hmm. and he uh, he got as much shooting as he could with the snake, the bow snakes during his movement or during his normal shooting, and then he went in on Gotrek with the. Um, why is this signal not working? Weird. Um, then he went on. Then he doubled me, and I was like, "Oh, this is not good." Uh, mm -hmm. But in order for him to secure Gotrek's kill, he had to. Um, in order for him to secure Gotrek's kill, he had to p allocate enough shooting to kill him, which basically ate up three rounds of snake shooting. Yeah, mm -hmm. because it was his shooting phase. His hero phase in a shooting phase again. Yeah. Um, and he moved all of his witches up. So he went and so he did some damage on the uh, the Arco unit in that top left that was guarding. Um, and so like he he went like again he went heavy into that, but he set me up for the double. Yeah. And that's what ended up costing him the game. And uh, did he leave? Did he still have stuff on these objectives? Uh, uh, he so he left. Um, he left the snake general. Uh, he left. He left the snake general on the top one. But again, like behind the snake general were a bunch of witches. Behind the or like in front of them, right? Like twenty witches, easy reach. The bottom one were the five doomfire warlocks. Mm -hmm. And so. Um, I think he expected me to go after that back objective, uh -huh. and I didn't. Um, by the way, my rerolls were all of both witch units and the snake unit. Uh -huh. My reroll ones. Um, and so what I did was I slowly continued to put wounds on Marathi every round. I would do three. I would do three. Um, with a little bit of shooting here and there, some splash damage, I would throw like a, a Endrin Rigor unit into combat with them, right? Um, and so what I ended up doing was I uh, I dumped my 
like he had pushed up enough that I was able to dump my thunderers out. Right. Uh, and my thunderers and my frigate went in and obliterated that witch elf unit, the first witch elf unit. And then, and I got some damage and then everything else I could get in got, went on to both snakes. And I, I lifted like three or four of them, not a lot. Um, uh-huh. But I took the, I took the, and he took that top objective, by the way. Like I, I had enough that was like he killed some, but I had enough that were out. Like he shot me off the objective, the range, which was fine. Um, and he ended up moving Marathi up to, to claim that objective. And so it was a moral victory for him because he's like, I took this objective and I killed Gotrek and like he was riding high, but he moved himself into a super vulnerable position. And so then I jumped my Endrin master in the, um, and the gun hauler to his back line, his top two, three objective mm-hmm. stole that from him. And then, um, and put a bunch of damage on his witches back the, or his, uh, with my long guns, his bow snakes. Um, and then what ended up happening was I doubled. I came in with the, or no, the, the I'm sorry, put some damage on the other witch elf unit that was back there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, because there were two witch elf units, the thunders dealt with the one. And then the next turn when I doubled him, I went in with my admiral and with the gun hauler shooting into the uh, the other witch elf unit, dropped Foz bombs on him and killed that unit out. Um, And then all the rest of my shooting, my thunders were within range, killed the rest of his snakes. So going into his bottom of three. He had like Marathi left on three wounds uh-huh. and five Doomfire Warlocks and the, his 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 general snake. And that's it. I killed everything else. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so like I had a lot of gas left. Like, yes, he took Gotrek, but I just had enough gas that I just ended up killing basically everything else out. And I finished off Marathi. Um with the uh, the D3 mortals from the frigate. Huh. Yeah. From, or the D6 uh, Skymine. Malefic Skymine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's D3 and then it's, D6 if you roll. D3, well D6, yeah. Yep. Yeah, depending yep. on Yeah. Um, um, and I think I, I did enough to kill her. And so, like, it was just, you know, like, and suddenly, like, I had the objective, I had the center, I had a whole unit of Thunderers on it, and he had five Doomfire Warlocks. Uh-huh. And that was the yeah. game. So it was a tough matchup, but I, I'd hoped to bait him into the middle with to to be to leave himself exposed. He did. He got the double what he wanted, but I limited the damage of how much he could do on the double because of how much he had to dump into Go Track, which ended up, you know, let me let me walk away with the win. So yeah. that was the vice. That was it was a tough match, but oof. um, but it ended up doing what it needed to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that's an interesting one because um, if he ignores Gotrek and Gotrek is al- is alive, come round four, obviously yep. his you know he will have taken damage on a lot of his stuff by then, right? So they're right. not going to they're not going to go trekking round four five, right? Um, right. But then if he pushes forwards and he yeah he leaves his other objectives open. Right. So, uh, yeah, and so and like and so I I took that top objective when I when I like he took my top objective and I took his. Uh we traded uh that right. round. Um So anyways, 
Um, yeah, so that was the vice. It went really well, surprisingly well for such a hard edge uh, doc list on that scenario. Okay. So. Uh, okay. Well, uh, let's move on to game four then. Uh, mm. Which this artwork is wrong because this. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is Zilfin, uh, yep. but it was against Siege. Uh, yep. uh, Eternal conflagration. Uh, yeah. So this so, is old school Zinch, like all shooting attacks is functionally what Eternal Conflag is. It's um, his interesting take on it, Esteban's take, which was great is he ran three burning chariots uh -huh. which is like 500 and some points but each of those has like uh a greater uh exalted flamer on it that's throwing out like six attacks doing a d3 damage each like it's just insane and he can restore models with his stuff so he could potentially bring chariots back but but that's where all the damage was um, and so I knew at the top of one, or if I went first, I would need to get rid of this. I outdropped him at five drops. And so um, I knew uh, what I was facing down. So he was running a Fate Skimmer, um, Herald of Zinch on Burning Chariot. So his general was a Chariot, which or a Mutability, which gave up like the re-rolls or the plus one to wound. I don't know. They have a bunch of stacking uh, bonuses. Re-roll yeah. re casting, yeah. I think. Holy within. No, 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 no. Uh, no, it was the, no. It's the one that gives a, a twelve-inch aura of plus one to wound or something like that. So if he okay. like if he wanted to shoot out the fate skimmer and the three chariots, they could all go together, um, mm -hmm. and and still have all of the bonuses and all that stuff. Everybody's at plus one ren, so his all of stuff, his shooting is at ren two, and it's just it was just filthy, right? <laughs> um, the uh, and, and yeah, you can't ignore the the pink horrors either, which are a pain to shift. Right, um, like they—they're just a lot of wounds, but there's no saves, uh, like not no meaningful saves. So a lot of my just bulk shooting could just get dumped into them. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, if you'll, and then he had a Fate Master Kairos in the back. He backboarded Kairos smartly. Blue mm -hmm. Scribes. Um, he had two units of ten uh, horrors, uh, pink horrors that he used to block off the board or to like to to zone with or to to shield. And then he had the three burning chariots behind them. Um, uh, he was a great player. Esteban was smart. He's from the Dallas area. We had a great game, but I mean, he's only 71 wounds. Mm. Um, yes, there's more in those horrors, but if I uh -huh. can get into the heroes, if I can get into those chariots, um, that's the key. Um, and so I, what? I was going to say it's rare for an opponent's army to have less wounds than a KO list. Right. Right, and, exactly. And and almost everything's on a six up. Effectively, yeah. he has more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He that's does. 100 yeah. wounds in the pinks. Details. He doesn't have the spell portal for Kairos. Right. Uh, uh, he had spell portal spell. instead of Geminids. Like, that was his alternate list, was spell portal. Uh -huh. And he went with Geminids because, and I think that was a smart play because Geminids shut me down for two turns. It just straight shut me down. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'll talk about that. But um, so if you jump in uh, to the um, scenario, yeah, so uh, we played blood. First Blood, very standard. Uh, he corner set up in the left. I super corner deployed in the right because it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. That's what right? castle. <laughs> um, yep. And so he set this huge <laughs> castle with his chariots. And, and you can see all of my, you know, board, board parties over there um, with my... Uh, with my wound counters. Um, yeah. 
And so he, yeah, he set up in that top left. Um, and I took the, so I set up as if I was trying to get away from his shooting and hoping that he would set up wrongly. Um, and he, and basically what he did was you can see how he set up, right. Um, where he like had some pretty solid zones. He had some horrors in that building. He thought he was safe. Um, and then go ahead and jump, uh, jump forward the next slide. So I then moved everybody out. This is after my movement phase. Dump the thunders that you can see. You can see I drop the um, warp lightning vortex like right in the middle of the, mm -hmm. all the horrors and uh, Kairos and the edge of the chariots. It would clip a couple of his heroes. And then I just moved the ironclad to the other side of the building because it has like a base 15 inch move. Um, and it got all of my, like the thunders were within range of all the horrors and, mm -hmm. and the chariots, which was the key. And then the boat was in range of the chariots and the general. Yeah. Um, and so all of the thunders went into the chariots and then I cleaned up additional shooting by, uh, by going, I'm sorry. I, the ironclad went into the general first, which <laughs> got rid of one of his debuffs, which is a neg one to hit <laughs> like item. So I killed the general out, and by doing that, then it made the thunder. The thunders then went into the um, the chariots without the penalty to hit the item that's in Eternal Conflag. Um, and if you go to the next slide, um, then I charged the ironclad in with a ten-inch charge, um, mm -hmm. and I pulled I pulled everybody into combat. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, the remaining casters. The that horror unit, he only had one unit not in combat. Yeah, and the hope was is that he would pile in with that uh, that five wound fate weaver, like or the the one fate either the fate caster or Kairos because my admiral was in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was hoping he'd come in because the admiral would put six wounds on him, no no question. Um, these uh -huh. the admiral's melee attacks. Um, but he kept them out. Um, and he just, you know, fought with the horrors. Um, and then I think that that's my last slide. But what ended up happening here, it was really interesting. Like, he's like, if I don't double you, game's over. Mm. Well, he doubled, he doubled me. And, and what he ended up doing on his turn is he retreated Kairos and the other caster out. Mm -hmm. uh, because they were locked into combat, which shut down their shooting attacks. It limited what they could do. He dumped everything into the ironclad to kill the ironclad. Um, that's fine. And like he spelled down, you know, he was just killing out my heroes and everything in the ironclad. Well, none of that actually matters, right? Because all the damage is actually in that thunder unit. All the damn, I still have two other boats. I had our, I had, you know, everything on those two center objectives. Um, and he dumped basically two rounds of shooting into the ironclad, killed those, killed some of the heroes, um, left like my chemist back there. The chemist ended up charging into those blues. Um, on terrain and ended up holding them for another two turns because of the minus one to hit because yeah. after that first round of combat I was up one, plus one to save mm -hmm. um, I could find a sour you know and it just made him like I just ate up all of his attacks and made him grind on me even though like it ended up still turning into a game of back and yeah. forth um, where I ended up I ended up pulling it out but it ended up being a lot closer than I thought it was at the, at the, at the end of the top of one which is what mm -hmm. we see here Mm -hmm. So, 
Um, but it was basically just a, sh- a good old fashioned KO Zoom <laughs> shootout. Yep. Um, like right before this match, I, I posted a like sun's out, guns out with a bunch <laughs> of guns means because like, that's what it was. It was all the guns all the time. <laughs> so, um, uh, just give me a second. Uh, so that, that was this match. Um, mm-hmm. and it went pretty well. Do you know what I <laughs> like most about this? Uh, Lee, if you What's go that? back one slide, please. It's this awesome Destiny dice tray that he has. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, it was 3D printed and it was this beautiful. Is, like, yeah. Please, if you're a Zinch player, first of all, shame on you. But secondly, <laughs> get one of those so I can understand what you have left. Uh, Destiny yeah. dice. Because there's always like, yeah, these are my Destiny dice. And then there's a hundred different dice next to it. And I, I always get confused, which is which. Yeah. I love this. Awesome. Well, yeah. Uh, Okay, uh, so I mean, it it sounds like a simple game, but it sounds like it did get close. So it was I, I, it, it was determined at one, like at the top of one, based on mm-hmm. setup and based on how much damage. If I had yeah. put even a little bit more damage in to to like uh, those heroes, um, like it like the game would have ended much earlier. And it didn't. Uh, there's a round that like uh, a bunch of shooting of mine fluffed on Kairos. And when that yeah. happened, like he like I took him down to like four wounds, but I needed him to die. Um, and so I missed my I missed my my uh, battle my uh, my battle tactic that round, you know, stuff yeah. like that. And it just it's painful when that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So that was the thing I wasn't sure on was just what exactly made it so close. But yet. Hearing, like, when you try and kill something, it doesn't die. That's that normally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kairos has a and, tendency to live on a wound or two. Yep. 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 And then, like, him being able to summon, like, he took that, he shifted his, like, all that stuff in the top right, he shifted out. Mm-hmm. Right. And then resummoned another unit and then came in. And what ended up happening was he dropped Geminids, like, right in that bit, like, that pack. And Geminids was ticking every hero phase. So, both mm-hmm. of our hero phases. And eating through Thunderers and Endron Riggers and the chemist that was there and the frigate and the other Arco unit that was in that frigate and the gun holder. Like that all adds up. Yeah. Um, and and none of I couldn't issue commands to any of them. So I couldn't auto run six. I couldn't uh, I couldn't stand and shoot when the one horror unit came in. I couldn't like I couldn't do any of the normal things that you do. Geminids is, as I talked about on the show yesterday, Geminids is really scary against a shooting army. Yeah. Like, and you don't realize that. Like, I couldn't trigger all the fence against his shooting uh-huh. that was coming in. It was just, it was ugly. Yeah, I'm also yeah. thinking it's it's awesome for a spell in a bottle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you don't get to control it. Yeah. Once, once it's released on spell in a bottle, you don't get to control yeah. it. Anymore. Yes, although in some ways that's a little bit of a buff because the strict rules as written before was yeah. he controlled it but then it was it was controlled but he couldn't move it right because right, he was right. like it was caster yep. for controlling but wizards for moving so at least you've got you've gone from no chance of moving it to 50 percent chance of moving it potentially sure no that's true um, that's true um yeah we know from yeah you know, so we, at least we know where we are with it now and yeah yeah if you move it far enough away and then don't move into range of it it's mm-hmm. only then if you get doubled that there's an issue yep um but, uh, oh, but yeah. uh, Jordan asked, how did he pull it out? He doubled me. The key is, is he doubled me here. Um, mm-hmm. And he was able to just put enough damage on the various units. He killed out the ironclad, finally. Mm-hmm. Like, all of that was just enough 
for him to be able to to squeak back and and it it hurt. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just stopping us from doing unleash hell is a big deal. Yeah. Yep. With, with Germany, so. Yep. Um, okay, so that yeah, was game four, wasn't it? So yes. last game, the uh, controversial one. I guess yep. Sailfon again. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, Basil so, was a just so just, he was a gem. Uh, uh, this game got some flack because it functionally ended as it started. Mm-hmm. Like we rolled dice, and you know the game went forty five minutes, but it got determined at, on setup, mm-hmm. as sometimes happens with Zilf and Ko, right? Yeah. Like, like some games are simply determined on setup, and that's what happened here. Um, and so uh, Basil took his Slon Star Master. I knew he was he was teleporting on both of them, so I just simply couldn't run uh, as a go track. I had to run my Zilfin list. I had no option here. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a Slon Star Master, a Skink Starseer, Skink Priest, Astraloth Bear, two units of five Saurus Knights, or I'm sorry, three units of five Saurus Knights, uh, three units of ten Skinks, two units of. Uh, are three units of two salamanders each and soul share soul snare shackles and he's a two drop so he's doing that he's doing the same thing i am right like he's doing alpha shooting yeah and he and he outdrops me with more wounds um as an as a scenario we were playing uh uh power numbers this scenario should never ever ever be in a battle pack i hate it because of how the tracking works, because you have to track how long you've held each objective, and you mm-hmm. can burn at any point in time, even without, um, even without them, like even without having units on those objectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So starting in two, you can burn. Um, it's just it was a, um, it's just a very bad matchup for me. Now the key is is that if you have a battle line unit holding an objective, they trump non-battle line units for holding that objective yep so the key is is you want to have as many battle line units as possible i had a frigate and two arco units so um i just it like it was ugly and so i set up defensively um you can go ahead and jump forward one uh yeah i'm sorry that this is yeah i'm sorry no i mean this is i'm sorry that this is rotated but you can see so i castled in the middle (laughs) <laughs> on my middle objective uh, with my ships and I put and I had the 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 ironclad in the back and it was pushed out such that he couldn't alpha shoot me like he couldn't get into my thunderers and my ironclad mm-hmm. um and then I had an arco unit on the left objective I had an arco in the in the uh frigate and so like if he wanted to go first he was going to have to come into my two bad ships that was the, that was the goal, um, and then everything else was kind of back, and I was basically inviting him to to you know like come at me, bro. Um, what he did was he put uh, his like two of his his gar his uh, Saurus knights on the line to zone me out. He it, like in that center in that terrain piece, he has ten skinks. He has ten more skinks behind the the one pyramid that's not his, and then he corner deployed his other pyramid. Okay, put five Saurus guard back there with his slon behind it. And his intent was to cut off line of sight to the slon. And it's because he's two drop, 
he's like, I deploy all this, deploy all this. I put all these guys in the heavens. And you can see like everything that's in the heavens. It was like 800 points or something. Like that, or All the salamanders. Yeah. yeah, all the salamanders, one of the units of skinks, one of the units of knights. Um, and then I'm sitting in my chair and he asked me, you know, like I'm putting the, him back here to block line of sight. And I respond that blocks line of sight from most angles. And as you can see, like if I was on the back line, clearly like on his back line, I would have clear line of sight to him from 24 mm -hmm. inches. You know, so like the whole point was he wanted to limit line of sight. He put him back there. I agreed, you know, like, yes, that, that, that covers line of sight from most angles. And that's what I said. Now I wasn't checking angles at this point because I was sitting down. Right. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't finished deploying. I, because I, on my one drop, I deploy all my ships and then I put each of my heroes in the ship. So I'm not actually looking at how he's deploying because it's not going to matter. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting in my chair, I'm putting my guys into my thing. And I say, yeah, like from where I'm sitting, I can't see him, which was true. Mm -hmm. Um, and I assumed he was going first. So I wasn't really paying attention to what he was putting where. Because I knew he was going to teleport out and deploy everything everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Well, he looked at it and he goes, well, uh, I'm going to give you the top of one. Excuse me? <laughs> are, yeah. are you sure? Yeah, I'm going to give you the top of one. Oh, okay. Well, let's see what I can do. So I go and, and I lay a nine-inch stick out. I know everything's deployed in the corner. I know that if I can shoot that slot off, Everything, everything can't nothing's, come on the table. Nothing's coming down. Yep. Yeah. Nothing's coming down. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, I put a stick nine inches out from his, uh, his uh, knights or his guard that were in the corner. And you can see, Dick. like I met. <laughs> yep. I, I measure it out, and I set it there. And he's like, "Okay, well, you can't see him from there, right?" And I, I and I explained all my abilities, of course. Like I walked through my wash mm. rolls and I said I have a 21 inch move if I run and shoot. And like I like I laid out all of the everything, right? Mm. And um, but again, I was assuming he would go first. Um, and so but he gave it to me. So I laid out a nine inch stick and he said, Well, you still can't see me from that nine inches. And I went and I went, Yeah, I think that's probably true. But ultimately that doesn't matter because I have to be able to see him from three inches off of his line, not nine. Mm. Uh -huh. And so I moved up and I started measuring, like I like marked everything, measured it to the three inches off of his line, set down my, and then measured out, or no, sorry, uh, no, I measured my nine inches and I started to lay out my, my, um, my, uh, my warp lightning vortex and i like dropped it i don't think i have another image past this do i no you don't, I don't think I, no, I don't. so i dropped it i dropped it like in the middle of the between the two pyramids so i could okay. catch like everything in all of that right yeah and and i like the one inch was really tricky because like technically that one thing's garrison so that model and the garrison fills all of it and I began to explain, and he was like, well, you can't see my guy to shoot him. And I said, not here, but I still have 21 inches of move. Like, all, like I'm going to, once I get to my movement phase, I'm going to move up and try to draw a line of sight and, and see how many shots I can get on. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I gave you first turn because I didn't think you had line of sight. And so we start going back and forth. Um, I'm already in my hero phase. I've already moved my ship up. I've already started marking things. I've already started laid my warp lightning vortex down. And... Um, and now he's, 
uh, now he's wanting to like go first. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I said, we're into the, we're into one, you know, like I've, I've started, I hadn't moved it, but I had pre-measured everything. I'd marked where my ship's going to be and stuff like that. And he, and he, and, and so I said, okay, I hear your concern. And I said, but so I was like, if you want to move your star master anywhere else on the board, um, that's fine. Like you can move your star salon somewhere else. And he's like, well, there's no point in me doing that because you can get him anywhere on the table. And I looked at him and I said, I know that's the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the, the mistake he made was deploying in the heavens. The mistake he didn't make was about the line of sight. Yeah. It's putting so much it's in the heavens. So much hanging on that one slam. Yes. Yeah. And he, and now he had the item that on a four up, he would go back to max wounds. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to kill him twice. I'd have to run through, you know, so like there's a chance. And, but like, if I were him, what I would have done is I would have only put half of that stuff in the heavens enough that I still would have incentivized me to come after it. Uh, it I like to control my deployment because you can force where I'm going to go based on where he is. And he would have had enough survivability if he had been in the actual temple between like, because he could have garrisoned the slot in the temple gotten minus one to shooting, technically minus two to shooting, uh-huh. uh, plus one to save, um, you know, to negate my all-out assault and, like, hopefully move the numbers enough, say, you know, like, would have lived twice to be able to push me off um, and still deploy everything, still teleport out, but had me in a vulnerable spot that would have forced my hand. Were, were uh, those he, five guard or just... Those were uh, five guard. And so I had to kill out the warriors. five guard too. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I had to kill out the five guard. I had to kill him with only what was in the boat because nothing else could draw a line of sight to him. That was still eventually, true. Eventually killing him twice. Yeah, I had to pen. kill him twice. Yeah. And so we started rolling dice, right? Um, Basil like was really frustrated, but like I, I felt warranted in not going back. Mm-hmm. Because because I had already broadcasted what I was going to do, what my t- strategy was, where I was deploying my things, and he, he and he had asked me, "Do you mind if I go back and just deploy everything on the table?" And I said, "No, like <laughs> that's like that's not what like we, we are multiple you, steps." So. Yeah, he outdropped me. We are multiple steps past that. He has yeah. made multiple decision points past that, and then given me the turn. Uh, I've now yeah. pre-entered all of my stuff. And explained what I'm going to do. Um, I have a, a question. With his, yeah. uh, what battle attack? Uh, not battle. What heroic action did he do? Uh, he did. Uh, um, uh, Taco Tuesday. Uh, uh, not the, uh, whatever it's called. The uh, the, the CP one. No, 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 no. He did keep. He he did. Uh, uh, finest hour on the slot to keep okay. it alive. Like he finest mm-hmm. houred, like he he all out defense, mm-hmm. like he pulled, he did everything, right? Yeah. Um, so he did finest hour, even though he, because that would be the beginning of your hero phase. So yeah. he 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 must have had an inkling that you might be able to get line of sight, or else he wouldn't have done. Well, hour. like I no, I said I'm going to kill your general. Yeah. And he's okay. like, "How are you going to do that?" And I was like, "I don't know, but I have to. Like, I don't have a yeah. choice. I'm going to get as much. I'm going to try to kill him." Did and then that's that? when that conversation. Tactic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then he chose. Okay. He chose all oh, defense. And he's like, I don't think you can get him. You don't. You can't get line of sight. And, da, da, da. and that's where that conversation yeah. started. Yeah. And so then I started laying out sticks and showed measurements. And I said, Well, I think I can get line of sight for at least the ship here. And mm-hmm. yeah. And. Okay. 
and like I had to keep my Thunderers in the ship. I couldn't deploy my Thunderers on the table because then they didn't have line of sight to him anymore. Mm-hmm. So like it limited my bonuses to hit and like, but it's what I had to do um, yeah. in order to try to kill him. And so um, I ended up with uh, my short range gun. I shot off all the guard and then I put, I all, uh, I all out um, assaulted, attacked, assaulted <laughs> on my ironclad and I overkilled his, Slon by like tons of wounds, but that didn't matter because the item stops the attack sequence. Yeah. Uh, he rolled the four plus, he rolled a five, so he popped back up at full wounds. And then I mm-hmm. had to do all of my thunder attacks on him without my bonuses. Um, and, uh, and he ended up dying in my second to last shot. Okay. Yeah. So he then, Basil was frustrated. He then went. Did a little bit of stuff, did some shooting, doubled me, took all but like took my objective, one of my objectives, the one that I left unguarded, and then he burned all four of them. So there are only uh, two objectives, and then basically conceded. Yeah. Hmm. So and that was the game. Um, and that was the and that was the event. So yeah. uh, and we. It, there are some hard feelings from him initially, but we ended up sitting together for the next hour or two and just talked and had a beer together and, and hung out and, and processed and stuff like that. So it wasn't like we weren't in a bad spot when we left that. Yeah. Day. Okay. Um, but, but other people caught wind of what happened and, and stirred some crap online. And that's why I had to come out with a, like a, a public post to say, like, to clarify, this is what happened. And I walked through everything. And we did that until the controversy passed. And then him and I both deleted all of our posts because like we have like we were him and I were communicating, messaging one another to like make sure we were clear on everything. Like because like we because we had agreed. It's just a lot of people were dinging me for bad sportsmanship. Um, But the the challenge is, is that like what we did. Like, and, and I looked at him at one point and he was like, can I do this? Can I go back? And, and I said, we're on table one, man. Yeah. Like, like it, like at a different point in the event. Yeah. But at like decisions have been made on both of our sides. Yeah. Like I've explained my battle tag, but oh, I've explained what I'm doing and deploying so that I, there's, there's clarity of what's happening. We can't go back at this point. Um, and so I felt bad, but at the same time, like decisions were made. Yeah. So. Yeah, obviously it's a uh, it's unfortunate that the deciding game for both players ends like this. But as yeah. you said, it is table one. He, you expect players to know what a Zilfin Alpha does, as you know yep. what his list does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we both knew it, and he gave me the turn. But mm. as long as you both then, if right. you. The two players of you are clearing it, and you've talked it out. I think that's all we 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 should say about it. And yeah, stop it here. Yeah, so that's so that's where that's where it ended, and like I like it's unfortunate, but mm. that's what happened. So um, Basil's a great player. I would roll dice with him any day of the week. So, um, yeah, uh, I ended up taking best overall. Um, uh, the second player, I was the only one to have five majors. So technically, it says that the player two also went five and zero, which was the bone splitter players. But he had one minor one instead of all mm-hmm. five majors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up be because I took best painted, and best painted also figures into um, 
that it figures into the point total. I ended up like winning by like 12 points or something like that. So it was a pretty big okay. spread. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. So it was, yeah. it was, it was, thank you. It was a, uh, it was a great event. NashCon. I love it. I'd invite, I would encourage anybody to go to an event like that. So I, I do like the two list format because it, it's a bit similar to a, you know, pairing style team event where you can match yep. because usually with a single list, either you design a list that can deal with everything, but nothing yep. well. And then you run up into your hard counter into some, I don't know if, or yeah, you have some more chances to play around and it also, um, you know, it tickles your creativity. Like it makes you I, build. List. I think, <laughs> I think this list, honestly, or I think this format is the most, like it lets good generals shine uh -huh. because Absolutely. the people who have a better mastery of scenarios and all the armies will perform better because mm -hmm. like, like it allows better generals in the list building process to do their thing. It allows better generals to look at all the different permutations of what might match up and choose the right choice and, and understand how lists will interface with the scenarios. Mm -hmm. So like, in my opinion, like I wish this was the standard format. I, and I it lets like people it. play with more of their toys. <laughs> That's a good it point. makes people paint more toys. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So there's just one final thing uh, we need to yeah. do. We we need to see that sword, Tom. Oh, uh, which one? <laughs> um, Both of them. <laughs> so here is the. It was because a, over a here general... in Europe, you get a little cup, you know. Yes. Congratulations. So this this Look is the uh, this is the best overall sword. So it's it's a scimitar. It looks like a uh, an Arcanaut uh, cutter. That's awesome. Um, can we enhance the picture, please? So uh, yeah, uh, see if I can move on to this. There we go. Wow. There we wow. go. This there's yes. the best overall. Cool. And then uh, here is best painted. Now I don't know why David did best painted as the larger of the two, yeah. the Claymore, but. Uh, <laughs> There's best painted. Oh, it's probably like a Slayer sword thing. Yes, indeed. And so uh, you can just get it all in frame there. Uh, it's funny. I did not anticipate winning this. Uh, I've never, like, I took a hobby award with this army. Uh, I've, I've ranked really well at Adepticon with this army, mm -hmm. but I didn't expect to win. Um, and especially because Vince was one of the main paint judges. Uh, Vince, Vince knows all of the mistakes Ooh, that I've made on this article. Like, yeah, so okay. he knows all of the gaps, right? Like, and, and even the new units, I was still up painting units yeah. like the night before. Like, so Vince is like, straight to the model, the one Arknot that you've hidden. At the right. Moment. Like, he knows, he knows where the mistakes Picked it up, are, right? Turn it around. Like, what's this? But, yeah. right, exactly. And he, and he knows my, like, he knows my cheats. He knows all that. So he knows where I've cut corners. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just, in general, like a lot of the tricks, like bright and flashy colors don't work on fence from a paint judging standpoint. And, uh, and so I just knew that like, I, like I just had written it off, but it wasn't just Vince. It was also yeah. David and also Anthony that were on the paint judging. Um, and when they looked at the field, uh, they unanimously, unanimously felt that like my stuff was more consistent because I have a very, like, like very strict process across my army and so like i paint every piece of cloth the exact same way with the exact same number of steps and so it will like there's consistency where a lot of the other top contender contenders like 
they might have done one thing really nice, but the equivalent thing on another part of the army was not done well at all. Yeah. Um, or um, or their basing or their board or, or whatever just didn't have the diversity that mine did. And so mm-hmm. I ended up squeaking it out. And so it's funny when they announced it, I was like, uh, excuse me, what? <laughs> like it, it, like it truly caught me uh, off guard. So, yeah. yep. So I ended up taking home two swords. That is not something I expected. So it's awesome. It's yeah. a great honor. Cool. Uh, I have one slightly broad question. I know we're pressed for time, so you might not yep. be able to go do it. Uh, obviously, you took two lists to this tournament. Yep. So obviously, you could lean into skews a little bit more. That's, yep. And that's what the format is good for. Yep. Obviously, if you're going to a tournament where you could only take one list. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a completely different situation. So would you lean towards Zilfin since you use that more? Um, I, I know my I know my all comers list, if that's what you're mm-hmm. asking. Okay. Um it's uh it's very close to what I took here. Um I have yeah. it on my phone actually. Um uh I will read it. I'm gonna break it here now. Uh in okay. in my opinion, I think that this is the best KO list, all comers list out there right now. People um, take notes. Yes. Uh, it's <laughs> sharpen your um, It's uh, a one drop. Mm-hmm. With uh, it's a Zilfin. It has an ironclad and a frigate. Uh, it has two units of ten thunderers each. Okay. With mixed weapons, mm-hmm. so there's ten in the ironclad, ten in the frigate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the ironclad, it has an admiral and a chemist. The chemist has the chemist is your general with the bonus item. The collector okay. trait, yeah. Yes. The collector trait. So you're running the bottle warp lightning vortex. And you're given and then you and then you also the other units you have are two units of ten arco and an ender master with dirig, dirigible. And he mm-hmm. and the ender master with dirigible is gonna have the plus one to hit Zilfin item. And yeah. so you have two two units of arco that can sit on objectives. Mm-hmm. And then you have two ships that are mobile. Both mm-hmm. of them have 10 Thunders in them each with mixed weapons. You mm-hmm. have the Zilfin, uh, you have the Warp Lightning Vortex Alpha, and the you have two heroes in the Ironclad. And then for the Frigate, you can send the Endron Master with the Frigate. So it has a hero as well. Uh, Lee, you obviously, like we talked about this list. I had posted it cool. in the, uh, the WhatsApp. And you're the one that I think had mentioned, well, why not do the... Uh, I think you had suggested... Um, you might have. I, I think I originally had two units of twenty Arco, and you're the you're the one I think that had suggested. Hey, why don't you drop those down to ten and pick up an Ender Master so that 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 other set can have a hero to give commands to the mm-hmm. ship. Mm-hmm. So I can't. Remember so that, that well, I'll take credit for it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think you were the one that uh, that had commented on the yeah. the me because I had, I had wanted to do units of twenty Arco. Um, but I also wanted another hero to be able to travel with the frigate. And you were the one who were yeah. like, why don't you just take an Ender Master? And so that's what I did. And I love it. It's a one drop. It's a tight list. Um, it does everything that I did in my Zilfin list with now more Thunderers. Okay. Like, so <laughs> like it, it, it does, it does all the things. Um, yeah. So, and it's one drop. So following uh-huh. the trend, here's my frigate. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I guess we can expect you back on the show when you win a tournament with that list. Then. 
Uh, we'll see. Saturday we'll see. Uh, uh, no, so I'm I'm probably gonna jump. Uh, I'm gonna probably jump away and, and play some. Like KO was not ranked real well. Like mm-hmm. they're in, they were in like the low 40s on uh, uh, Honest War Gamers, you know, rankings. Yeah. And I and I wanted to take them to see what I could do with them. I did well. Um, my plan is I think I'm gonna do Night Haunt next. So okay. um, the next okay. real big event I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a teams event with Vince where I'm gonna do Settlers Gain. At a thousand points because I needed something that was that would pair with him and that I didn't have to paint a lot for, which is what I'm going to do. And then uh, uh, I'm going to take my ma- next real big event. I'm going to take Night Haunted, so and okay. see if I can uh, perform with it. So I like jumping armies, uh, and so uh, I. But uh, obviously, KO is my love. I'm always going to come back to him. So okay, we- we'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> KO is the wife at home, and the other armies are the mistresses yeah. and things. Not that I, I'm advocating that sort of thing. Of <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, cool. uh, well, yeah, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, Tom. Thank well, thank you, Tom. you, gentlemen. Love to have you on again at some point. You don't have to win a tournament to come back on. It'd be nice <laughs> to have you on just to have a, a chat. Uh, this sort of I'd thing. love to talk the new book when the new book comes out. Okay. Yeah, well, that's I over mean, a year away. Oh, so uh, it might be a while. So we, we, I can probably come before that. <laughs> You're always we'll welcome. See. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. Uh, Max. Of course, always a pleasure to have you co-hosting. Yeah. Please. Well, um, I guess we'll talk about the whole AOS worlds next time. That's fine. Yeah, it's AOS. Um, it's not relevant. <laughs> <laughs> is. And yeah, everyone in the chat that watched us live, thanks for watching. Uh, sorry, we couldn't sort of pick up on the questions as much as we normally would, but we're very pressed for time on this show. Yep. Um, I apologize. It's my fault. Yeah. So it's, yeah, right. it's been uh, a hard slog with time zones this, this week. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, if you like the show, please hit like, uh, please subscribe for future KO and AOS content. And yeah, we will see you again next time, Skyfares. Thanks for watching. Goodbye. <laughs>